Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode 68. Uh, today we will be uh, discussing the black community's contribution to art and music in American culture. And uh, it's a really special episode, I think, because as Bruno Mars has said, um, black music is American music. And it's I think that statement really rings true. Um, and there's Jared will be touching more, I think, about the art and some other things. Um, but I've always been a big lover of blues music, jazz music, soul. And I know Jared is also a lover of uh, some of these different genres as well. So we're looking forward to talking about some different artists and uh, some songs and everything else. So we hope you enjoy it. And we're looking forward to this episode. So without further ado, my buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hello. First, we start with one of the greatest contributors to black art and culture, uh, me, myself, Jared. Slipping on gator piss. And <laughs> if you want to see some of this <laughs> art, some of this culture, we're trendsetters. You don't realize that. Chad's lucky to be here. I, I, That's I'm, true. I'm, I have to say it. I am a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> and where you can see these trends being set is uh, on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, on Instagram, untranslatable podcast. And what you should do is what everyone's been doing. It's it's the new greatest trend is hashtagging every post, no matter what it is, whether it's a whether it's a picture of you graduating, whether it's a picture of a of a um, of someone tripping or slipping on ice. Just hashtag it untranslatable podcast, and uh, right. everyone will know what you mean. It'll all make sense. It all it all works itself out in the end. Don't worry about it, <gasps> especially if they're slipping on gator piss. Exactly. My uh, soundboard is frozen. <laughs> well, now your I'm, soundboard I'm itself it is slipping on gator piss. <laughs> <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> My soundboard. Gotta, gotta love slipping technology. Slipping on gator piss. Yes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I had to warm Better it up. A little. I was literally just jabbing at it. I was like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, follow us. Or excuse me, email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your untranslatables, especially Chad. I mean, me too. I'll take them. But uh, we all, all, all you Czech people out there, help them out. Chad is just rambling through Czech untranslatables. He's doing a service for this country. If you're not going to at least send us some untranslatables. Spread a little love. And, like, give us five-star reviews. And, That's uh, right. On Stitcher and iTunes and stuff so people can know all, the, uh, all these new idioms and really, really use them to their fullest effect. Oh, absolutely. And send us some voice recordings as well, because oh, yeah. my, my Czech pronunciation, as I was told last night, has improved, but it's nowhere near where I personally think it needs to be. Um, <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, Jared, um, I, was a, I was a little tired when we first started this, but man, that, uh, that just has <laughs> given me some energy. I feel invigorated and revived. Uh, my so, heart uh, is beating fast. Yeah. You know what it is? I think... Um, I'm trying to distract myself is really what it is, because about an hour before we started, I got an email saying, Jared, score, your Adidas Sambas have been delivered. Oh, nice. And I went to the door, and nothing was there. <clears throat> Uh-oh. I went to the back door, and nothing was there. And uh, I went to the tracking thing, and it's like, they've been delivered and signed for. And uh, I, they're not there. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, That's not good. Did you order them through Amazon? Adidas. Amazon okay. is usually good, surprisingly. 
Uh, but it was so is FedEx, and I almost never order. Or I, I almost I rarely ever get things from FedEx. It's usually UPS or mm-hmm. the post office. But it's okay. We'll figure it out. Although I did get a great discount on them. And I d- have you heard of Honey? What do you mean? Honey is like, an extension on Chrome, not the delectable sweet treat given to us by bumblebees. It's an extension on Chrome, <laughs> and what it does is before you, when you're checking out, um, it run it, it it can see what you're buying, and it and it runs it through the the internet and finds all the like promo codes for it. So oh, the wow. sambas were eighty dollars, and right before I checked out, it says hold on, and I got a promo code that got me twelve uh, twelve dollars off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what I'm nervous about is because because I asked and they said they would uh, refund me if um, if um, like if 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 the shoes didn't show up in a couple days. They said wait a couple days, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought okay, that's fine. But I want I just want the shoes. I don't want them. I don't want my money back. I got right, a good deal in these right. things, and I want right. them. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't fully know how I got this code. I might not get it again. I just want these shoes. <laughs> right. I feel I feel you. That's for sure. <laughs> But uh, no, it's okay. I'm in a good. I am in a good mood though. Why are you? Uh, what? What? Why are you so tired? Why are you coming to the podcast with this? Uh, with this low energy. <laughs> oh man! So last night was another my second of the three balls for my school. Of the three, they really yeah. milk these balls. Oh yeah. That, when do they end? <laughs> out of context, that could be a dangerous <laughs> sentence right there. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, it's because um, it's for it's for the individual classes, or or sometimes they combine them as well. And so, you know, in the states, we have it for for all the classes at once because we're Americans and we like to, I guess, have one big party instead of three or four big parties. I actually kind of prefer the Czech way to do it. Well, of course, because um, there's so many parties. Right, it's great. But speaking but, as the American. This is start. These balls are really just starting to seem gluttonous now. It's like, all right, well, is this, you've been there for. I mean, you've you've been, like you've been. This is like your seventh or eighth ball, just in general. I'm. I mean, fifth, but well, this the last one will be the fifth. Oh, so really? That's right. it. I feel like yeah. you go to these things every weekend. <laughs> well, if you go to five of them, I mean, that's you know five weekends of it happening. So, all right. so here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I want you to give um, an official ball review, first of all. <laughs> okay. All right. And then um, I want you to kind of start ranking these balls. Okay. All right. So I think... First, first, give a review of this one. Explain what it was. Okay. Theme, so, you know. so, right, right. So this one, actually... Sorry. I have this right here. So oh. this was the ball I went to. You showed us this last time. That's right. That's right. So Looked this like was a the... club. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think it's like, this means like high in the sky or like up in the sky or something like that. Okay. Um, kind of like sp- space themed. Um, it was for my class A4 and V4, which uh, I really, first of all, the students, um, I really, really enjoyed in both those classes. Um, and my mentor was there for a little bit, so it was nice to talk to her for a bit. Um so, I mean, the ball was great. Uh, the only thing was my only, I'll, I would give it four out of five stars. And I'll tell you why it's not five out of five. It's four out of five because they started at seven. Usually the other balls start at eight. That was too early? Too early. Was it still it was, light out? It, it was not. It's, okay. it's 640 right now and it's already dark. All right. At least it's not light out because that does feel right. awkward too. Why yeah, was it too early, though? Because usually, like, when you went to the last one, 
you were telling me that you were you went to bed at like four in the morning and you were like dragging yourself out of there. Right. So, well, <laughs> well, even if it starts at seven, it doesn't mean that uh, people won't be going home earlier because it still goes from seven to two, two a.m. Oh, right. So I'm, is when I'm it goes foolish. in the theater. And then <laughs> after the, the theater, you go to the after party, right. which is until so 5 So all or that 6. stuff is still happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, with yeah. you then. I'm with you then. Because I was about right. to say, well, that sounds great. Everyone goes home earlier, but that's... Exactly. That's Jared thinking, not... <laughs> right. That's very adult thinking as well, I think. Because that's what my, my colleague asked me. She said, why can't they just start at 5 or 6 and end it at midnight? And I was like, you know what? I would love to be at home and sleep at midnight. But if they started at 5, it would just be an even longer party to right. to 4 in the morning. <laughs> maybe maybe almost a 12-hour 12 12 party. 12-hour party. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, please. Exactly. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't Too see. much partying. I'm yeah. seeing double. <laughs> Hallucinating. Right. Um, but yeah, so I would say 4 out of 5 stars just because it, it started earlier. And the reason why I say that too is... I think a lot of people didn't check their ticket. On the ticket, it said when it started, but it seemed like most people got there around 8, 8.30, maybe even 9. Right. That's what people are used to and probably prefer right. anyway. Right. And also, because I, I didn't get there uh, quite on time because I was uh, was in Germany on official podcast business, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't get back until seven, 7 o'clock, I think. Okay. So I came back here, had a quick bite to eat, showered, and then headed on over. But the, so I missed, I missed like there's this dance performance at the beginning. So I missed the the dance performance. I one of the is students this the sent first me dance performance. Uh, no, no, they every so every ball. So let me. What kind of are we talking like Jabberwockies? style uh, or we're, uh, we're talking hip hop? Or I guess Jabberwockies is hip hop, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're more classical. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. So the students prepare a routine. I don't know if they hire a choreographer. If they do it themselves, I, I don't know how. They what can't the be hiring a choreographer. That's ridiculous. Dude, they go all out on these balls. You'd be surprised. Remember, um, remember Mock Rock? Uh huh. We did our own. Were you? Th- you were there when we did that one. That was when we were just by ourselves. And it was just horrendously mm-hmm. offensive, but it was actually pretty well choreographed. <laughs> right. I but, think they well, could see, do it. I'm sure they could do it, but I thought I talked to someone at the gymnasium and they said that they had a choreographer. Now, it also depends on the Sounds class's pricey. budget. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, here's the thing. The students have to prepare everything. They have to rent the venue, um, contact sponsors. Um, everything uh, is put in place by the students, which because there are so many things they have to do, um, unless they have someone who would be like, yeah, I'll chore- you know, I'll be a, the choreographer for this, I could easily see them hiring somebody. Mm. Okay. All right. Man, good thing I'm so, not on that committee. I'd be nickel and right. diamond everywhere. I'd be like, oh, we don't need right. that. Oh, right. I mean, paper plates. <laughs> these aren't just paper plates. These are very sturdy. Have you not right. seen the commercial where they drop a steak onto it? <laughs> it doesn't even, doesn't even shake. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even notice yeah. the difference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, but it was, it was a great time. It was good to see all the students. The other thing they do at these balls, so they have, they have their dance routine. 
Then they have usually some other type of thing, act or performance by someone else. So they had uh, a couple, well, it was two, it was two uh, pairs uh, that were, it was an older man. Well, not really older. I would say 40s. <laughs> okay. And, and, and another woman. And then a, a young kid and a young girl. And they had to have been like between maybe 10 and 12, I would guess. And they came out and the, and the guys had like, like the tuxedo on and the tails. And the women had these beautiful ball dresses on. And they were doing like classical types of dancing. So hmm. I don't think they did a waltz. But they did like basically ballroom dancing. Okay. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Wouldn't know. be my right. choice for entertainment. Right. And then they had a band there. The band there was really, really good. Um, play, played Obviously, they played a couple covers, I think, in English. Now that I remember Green correctly. Day? But I feel like Green Day was played. It, uh, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I could see. I could see it, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so, so I'd say four out of five for that ball. The other ball I went to from my school, which was last week was a toga party. Yeah. We talked about that and that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so was, was there a theme for this one or was it just party? It was the theme. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like the, the up in the sky, high in the sky, like oh, space gotcha. kind of, okay. That's right. kind of theme. I'm going to give yeah, it a three out of five for theme. Okay, fair, fair enough. I mean, to be fair, Toga Party is pretty cliche at this point, but they're not American. Maybe it's more cliche here in America. Could be. No, I think it's pretty cliche there, too. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. <sighs> Listen, I, I, I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not shitting at anyone's good time. <laughs> right. Well, here, here's the thing. I don't think the theme really... The only thing the theme really matters about is, like, the opening performance. Right. Right. Well, so, but you said so, they were wearing togas at the toga party. They were. They went all out. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, oh, and what was also funny about this ball is there's like a, there's like a teacher's dance. So, so, you know, the students go with one of the teachers and, and you dance for a song, right? Oh, that's and I'm, I'm sitting there talking to, talking to a couple of my friends. And because our school is mostly guys, right? There's, mm-hmm. I've never really worried about the teacher's dance because I'm like, well... You know, the, the last one I was at, there's one girl and there were a bunch of male teachers. So I was like, okay, cool. She I can just chill. She didn't. Uh, she didn't. But then I was sitting That's at the okay. bar talking That's to a couple okay. of my friends. It's been there. It's been. <laughs> and so I was sitting there talking to my friends and one of my students, uh, Bara, uh, just comes up and she like grabs me. She's like, it's a song to dance with the teachers. Come with me. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. So <laughs> I went and danced with her. It was, it was nice. I mean, we both were Did like, you leave you know, some room for really Jesus? know what we're doing. Oh, of course, always, <laughs> always. And I, I also made Seems sure you offensive. know keep keep your keep your hands in, in the right spot. You know, didn't want to be be a creepy teacher. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, was it was it like a ballroom kind of dance that you had to do? I mean, it was. It was like a mid-tempo. I got you. I got you. song. So you know, just kind of the the typical hand up here together, you know, hand on the the on the side, on the hip, on the back, whatever. Hmm. So okay, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, what's really funny though is the the other ball last week. Uh, one of my students is a photographer and, and a pretty good one at that, and he. But he snuck a picture of me, and I look so weird. I look like a. Let me see if I can find it. I'll send it to you. Um, I can even ask him for his permission uh, if we can post it on on our Instagram. He'll get a little, I, little publicity. I, we, I'm, I'm going to start taking a tally of how many times you say that. 
and then come back with and then never uh, <laughs> follow up on that. <laughs> All right, well, let me see if I can find it. One second, um, but yeah, so it's but I look like uh, I have like my suit on and I have this weird expression on my face. I, I can't. I'll I'll send it to you later. That's fine. Um, but I have this weird expression on my face and I look like kind of like an evil villain from like a TV show or something. It's mm. weird. I hate to break it to you. But that's what I'm the it, evil that, villain. <laughs> no, that's what you. That's just your standard look. That's what we say about you behind <laughs> your back. Chad kind of looks like an evil villain from Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or actually, you know, you kind of have some slight Mojo Jojo in you. Ooh, all right. <laughs> his name. It sounds weird when I say his name. I've never not said it. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the What was the character on there? The the weird looking like devil lady thing. Um, I don't even know if it was Lady. On Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't remember. I'm not I'm not good with names on that show. Okay. And I watched a lot of it, but I don't remember oh, me the too. um I don't remember all, all, like the other villains. Right. But Mojo but Jojo yeah. was the big one. Right. Um, but I do I I will say this though. Uh last couple things about the ball. Yeah. Uh I will say the gymnasium one, the first one I went to, their theme was freak show. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they had a professional choreographer do it. And they had a couple uh, students who could really, really dance and like do gymnastics and stuff. That was probably the best performance I've seen. Dude, I was honestly about to tell you. I was about to say, please stop. But I was like, I don't need another horrible blackface story this February. <laughs> they were about to t- <laughs> tell me like people were no, no, showing no. up to the free show one in blackface, and like literally my heart started beating fast. I was like, oh my god, no, <laughs> that would be awful. No. <laughs> also, how is Chet just bringing this up to me? <laughs> right. Oh, trust me. If if that would have happened, I would have told you that would have probably been the first thing out of my mouth. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, a couple of months ago, <laughs> like twelve people showed up to a free show party of blackface. Right. I don't know how that slipped my mind. Um, right. Okay. Well, that's so. Um, so, w- w- are you are you just ranking these like the to- like these ones the top two because these are your your school specifically? Because that's fine. You can say yes or if, no to that. If I would, I think if I would. Well, I mean, I would say the ones from my school definitely. Well, well, what, what also are our parameters? You know people too. Right. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Oh, okay. what, what are our parameters to even rate them? So I, I guess would say based on who, who put on the best party. Oh man, who put on the? Be- but yeah, you, you are jaded by. But it's also a lot of it goes into the crowd, right? Well, I'll say this: I think I had the most fun at my school's balls because, like you, you said, I, right. I know them. Mm-hmm. I know, I know them. Um, most comfortable. I felt more comfortable, right? Like I, I enjoy walking around and like just being able to talk to everybody. Yeah, you know, it's a great hey, feeling. Where, oh, oh, hey, exactly, exactly. Whereas at the gymnasium balls, you know, I was. Kind of more just chilling with a couple of friends I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that's I hope that's what you do when you're in Europe. You're just like, <laughs> that's what I do walking through the office. Jimbo, <laughs> Lucy. No, I mean, it's actually more head down, speed walk <laughs> with headphones in. Uh, I don't keep the headphones in when I walk around, but I do have them at okay. my desk. But I won't walk around with them in. It's too much. I, I make some the mistake. Okay, there you go. See, I make the mistake when I'm printing off documents and stuff for class. Uh, I'll have my headphones in. There have been a couple times I've been walking and somebody behind me said something. I don't listen to music that loud, but they must have just been really quiet. I had I had no idea what they were saying, and then they like tapped me on my shoulder. And I was like, oh, 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 whoops, sorry. <laughs> well, that's different too because you don't actually like work with the teachers. Like that's that's kind of in a in a way your own time. 
But like um, when I'm at work, and I'm even even when I'm at my desk, I uh, I only have one in. But I'm also okay, really listening to music. It's usually podcasts. Sometimes I listen to music, but it's still right. one in. I gotta say though, man, I've been listening to a lot of great music today to get me in the spirit of today's episode. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. What have I been? I've been listening to some. Um, I've just been going back through my iTunes and trying to find like old stuff that I've been into that I that I used to be into and that I've kind of neglected over the years. So I've been listening okay. to some NERD recently. Like oh, when nice. I, when I was preparing the other day for. Uh, I, I was listening to um, like the Seeing Sounds uh, album, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and like stuff I was that I was into in like middle school and stuff. For I, don't know, I was like, I don't know, I was feeling nostalgic. Oh, <clears> most <throat> definitely. That's the power of music, man. That's what's really great about it. Oh yeah, you know. Also, why I think I was feeling nostalgic a little bit is because um, my parents were in town on on Monday and, and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, like um, maybe it's because I wasn't home for Christmas or something, but it was like I don't know. It's interesting just see this watching it, like as we get older, like how my communications with them change over time and how they kind of get more, uh, more like you can notice like the guards kind of drop down a little bit with mm-hmm. all of us and gets a little freer. It's nice, but I, I say this mostly to transition into our um, our shoutouts because I want to spread um, a little love and start with my dad. I'm sure you let's, have some people it. that have saved, you know, saved people from burning buildings or carried mm-hmm. a like a child or like a, up the side of a cliff or something. But <laughs> uh, I was talking to my dad about. Obviously, I mentioned him that I'm going to visit you and that we're going to Germany. And my mom was asking me if I'm doing any uh, prep to get my German up to snuff. And uh-huh. I said I want to, but I'm not really doing as much as I, I could or should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then my dad mentioned that he's, um, you know, I lived in Germany, for those of you that don't know. When I was in middle school and part of high school, I lived in Germany for four years uh, with my family. And so my mom never really, she like knew phrases, but she never really got that good at German. My dad was able to get around. I think I probably was a little bit better off than him just because I was a little bit more exposed to it. But um because you know he worked in an English speaking setting, but yeah, but um, mm-hmm. in a more international setting. But anyway, um, I um, so he 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 got pretty good at it, but he kind of lost it over the years, and he's now committed to um, getting it back. So he he does he listens to a um, a podcast called um, let me shout out the podcast called Coffee Break German Podcast, and it's essentially oh, nice. like a little like um, you know short lessons on different things, and it's. Um, mm-hmm. And I listened to a couple of them, and they're pretty good. Um, and also, and so he just, and he also he like uh, tries to read stuff, and he said he, and I just think that's cool. Like uh, he's about to be sixty in a couple, or at, at the end of this year, and it's just cool to see that he's like, yeah, I want to get back into that, and I want to pick it up. And that's uh, awesome. And I wanted to ask him. I was like, oh, have you heard of the Untranslatable podcast? Well, I guess right. he has, but <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to remind him too often because I don't that's know true. if I really want him to listen. <laughs> <laughs> right I, I i don't know if our target audience is uh our parents generation i don't mind that age i think it's just the parents specifically that's fair <laughs> well yeah i don't exactly i don't think it's necessarily the age thing um either you're right it's more it's definitely more just the yeah but i do want to know a, if my parents listen i do want to give sure. a solid uh, just, uh, oh most definitely the uh the journey to polyglotism by a fellow uh, untranslatable family member. That's awesome. That's great, dude. Oh, actually, I uh, do have one more. You can go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just remember. Well, all, all I wanted to mention was, 
Um, I've actually recommended that podcast to German students before, and they've all really seemed to like oh. it. So and, you're very uh, familiar with it. It's it's kind of ironic that that didn't even come to my mind when we were talking a few episodes back about you know stuff you're doing for German. Like, duh, we're podcasters, of course. Listening to podcasts <laughs> is a great way. Yeah, um, I, I've just struggled to find ones that are interesting to me because like. I, 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 and I found one, and I can't remember what it's called, and I need to just go and ask the person who recommended it to me, but it was it was kind of like an advice show, so someone would call in with some sort oh, of cool. relationship or um, or family issues or something like that, or some personal issues. It was It's kind of, I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's a show that used to be on the radio back in the day called Loveline uh, with okay. Dr. Drew. And, oh, and, yeah, 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 oh yeah. And it uh-huh. was, it's kind of like that, but uh, a German form. And I, and I really enjoy listening to Loveline and podcast form actually later in life. So that I could right. very much relate to. And like, I enjoy that very much. But I, but I, I, someone recommended it to me and I only watched it on YouTube, but they didn't have an actual like um, podcast, podcast version of it. Uh-huh. Gotcha. And I lost it and I can't remember what it's called. Okay. Huh. <laughs> and I I'll try to do a little, it. A, a little Googling, too, and see if I can figure I it can out I can ask the you. guy. It's just, it's like an ex's friend that I haven't talked to in a while. That's why I just okay. haven't, like, bothered to uh, actually ask him. But it's not That's like fair. there's any bad blood there, so it's not, there's no right. real, like, issue right. with it. I just, you know me, I'm weird. <laughs> sure. Hey, aren't we all? We all <laughs> just, have our it's own just like, It's quirks. easier just not to say anything. I, I, the podcast right. wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it would have been life changing, you probably would have remembered it. Uh, I only listened point. to a couple, and I just I okay. put it in. I actually I put it in like to my phone when he recommended it to me, and mm-hmm. then I'd like close the tab. Like I'd gone through a couple on like opened a couple tabs of it and listened to it and closed it. And like oh, I don't remember what it was called, and I I don't I just don't know how I lost it. I don't know. I didn't listen to it for it doesn't matter. Do you have a uh, shout right. out? Oh, of course, of course. Um, I have a couple. So this one is kind of a. You know me, Jared. I'm I'm kind of a cheesy guy, sometimes a little you sappy. Um, but you know, I I came across this article, and uh, you know, it really defines I think spreading the love. And so there is a Taco Bell worker from New York, state of New York, um, who writes a feel good message in each takeout order, and apparently the customers love it. So her name is Kelly Stewart who is an employee at Taco Bell in in Farmount, and she writes handwritten messages in all the drive-thru orders. Um, And so, for example, um, uh, I got, uh, she said, I got this message that said, when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot around it and hang on. (laughs) Franklin D. Roosevelt. I thought that That, was going in a completely different direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You got to listen to the whole phrase. Otherwise, yeah, that could could go the wrong way. (laughs) That's for sure. That's for sure. That could have gone two very completely different directions. Right, right. And then, and then what, uh, Uh. and then what Kelly says later, she says, uh, this, this quote kind of made me, um, stop in my tracks. It made me smile. That knowing someone took time out of so their cheesy. work. I'm sorry, this um, is so to write this. <laughs> it is, but I think it's great. You know, Does it's she, spreading I, some love. I wonder if she like um, pre-writes them, like she, you know, when she gets there, she writes on a bunch of bags, or if like she takes the order and she can hear in their voice. She's like, I know exactly what to write this person, and she right. has this like a personalized. Uh, she's like, oh, this, this, you, you need a, uh, you need a JFK quote. Oh, for sure. If right. life's getting you down, getting a Lincoln Continental. 
wave oh, to uh, oh jeez oh jeez <laughs> you just just start uh, start all of your quotes is like you didn't let me finish somehow negative yeah I'm gonna and, say oh, <laughs> negative and then so, yeah spin it <laughs> uh, oh jeez and then swerve at the last minute and and swerve into happiness or or like and sneeze your way past a bullet straight to the head uh, anyway. I have <laughs> you one more be a greedy um, card writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit, me, hit us some Hallmark. <laughs> uh, we can do some. Uh, we can do some special reads just for Hallmark uh, cards. Uh, you don't even have to write the read. We'll we'll take care of it. Clearly, we got it. Speaking mm-hmm. of taking care of reads, I want to shout out um, a great Canadian man. You know, we like to get mm-hmm. cover international news. Name uh, David Osman, spelled A S S M A N. <laughs> uh, pronounced Osman, and this article is is uh, is sassy. This is actually a car magazine that I read all the time, but uh, so this was found. This was one of the most organic found, finds I've had in a while. David mm-hmm. Osman pronounced or Asman pronounced Osman. If you must know, <laughs> <laughs> of course they of course they had to add that there. They had to add that there. That's great. Is a Canadian railroad worker who wanted a simple thing, his last name on his license plate. He was thwarted in this quest, <laughs> but got revenge God. in the best way possible in the best possible style. In other circumstances I met him um yeah, see, I don't want to read their editorial. Anyway, Osman first tried to put his name on a license plate in the in the 90s. That application was rejected by SGI, probably like their DMV or whatever, mm-hmm. as profanity, quote-unquote. His recent application was denied on the grounds that it was offensive, subjective, sub, sub, suggestive, or not in good taste. I think they are too worried that people are going to have hurt feelings about something that... This is Osman talking mm-hmm. that is completely nonsense osman told the national post by direct message last week even it was uh even if it wasn't my last name who is it going to hurt Asman, excuse me osman is correct <laughs> <laughs> he also seems to have a good attitude about everything and so um he says i could have got uh got a plate for the front but i really wanted a vanity plate on the back of my truck osman said and a social media <laughs> post showing off the decal. So what he did instead was instead of, um, so he just got a normal license plate with, you know, 62K, SM, whatever. I made that up. Mm-hmm. And he has a Dodge Ram. Mm-hmm. And he got a decal and stickered uh, Asman, excuse yes, me. Yes, Osman across the back of his uh, Dodge Ram, which is way bigger and more clear than it ever would have. Oh, and above awesome. it, he has Saskatchewan, which is his uh, province. So he kind of uh-huh. made it look like a license plate, uh, and he has it um, on. Uh, he has a white Dodge Ram, and so it's nice and cleanly on the back there of his go. on the back of his truck. And so I'll That's say hilarious. these two things. I, I, I'm I'm kind of conflicted. First of all, <laughs> shout, shout out to the, this clear to this clear fu to um, to a rule that I think I kind of agree with him in general. Is um, is dumb. Where it's like, it's like, it's, but I I understand what where the rule comes in, but it, but and there is yeah, so yeah. It has to be a line somewhere, and it's and, and but it's just like all these like, you know, it's not like children are like are you are you ruining children's lives or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I will say this, I'm not fully on this dude's side because I feel like if I were to hang out with him, he'd really annoy me. 
Like anyone that's oh, trying, sure. like, cause you know what you're doing. You know that right. you're, you know that you think your last name's funny and that's why right. you're doing it. Like, it's not like your last name's Smith and you're like, how dare you? <laughs> right. right. This has been in my right. family for years. It's like, you, you know, your last, like, who knows if it's pronounced Osman, first of all. But oh, maybe, right. maybe that's for just sure. part of the fun is to be like, excuse me, that's Osman, not Asman, but whatever. Of course. Uh, it's just like, it's just, it's just like, first of all, people who get vanity pates in general, it's like, really? Do you need to, like, like, right. wh- why are you trying so hard to express yourself through your license plate like this? Mm-hmm. Like, you paid money for that. <laughs> right. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I never fully understand the vanity plate move where it's right. like, I mean, I guess a car is an expression of oneself, but it's just like, I mean, you can just get a bumper sticker or something. I, I don't know. I just, I really don't get yeah. it. But um, I also kind of like the defiance. Oh, to the for government. sure, for sure. <laughs> I it's respect great. that. He's standing up for his great last name, and it's How cleanly difficult. done too. Yeah, it looks nice. It looks good. <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> it looks professional. I mean, it looks like it was professionally done. I, yeah, I mean, it cost if I saw a that... couple hundred bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> How difficult was, was it? Duct tape to, to to look at that and not just you know instinctively want to say ass man. Of course, of course. Oh, and by the way, uh, the the title of the article is uh, Assman, Assman, or Osman, excuse me, will not take this sitting down. <laughs> yes, yes. That is amazing. That is perfect. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's that's too funny. That's just great. It is. There's, it is. A, there's a city in Germany called Osmanhausen. Osmanhausen? Yeah, and it's spelled the same way, Assman and then Hausen. By the way, we could have a whole episode with just like things oh, that that's a great are, that's a great example, idea. For example, there's a uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the German bus company, Fuka, Fuka. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah, do yeah. Spell, how do you how do you like how do you how, Fuka? If, yeah, Fuka. Yeah, uh, right? but it's it's so it's spelled F U umlaut C K E R, but the way uh-huh. it looks Fuka. Uh-huh. Yeah, Fuka. But the way it looks on the logo, the umlauts kind of blended into the logo, so it just looks like it just essentially has "fucker" written on the side. Right. And this is a very, this is not like some niche company. This is a very big bus company in Germany. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Funny company names and uh, uh, other place names. Uh, oh yeah. And even people's names too, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, I read a news headline. I couldn't believe it, and and. The guy's name was Harry, H-A-R-R-Y, and his last name was Butt. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> if your last name is Butt and your parents name you Harry, either they have a great sense of humor or they're idiots. You know, it's actually funny that you say that because I was considering um, as some pre-show talk, but then I, I, I'm like, why do I need to find pre-show talk? We always end up talking way too long anyway. For example, like that's, now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, um, but because I, I, I stumbled upon an article of um, – of illegal baby names in different countries. Oh, we'll have to talk about that and in a that future just, episode. And if we do do an episode, that seems like that would be the perfect episode oh, to, that would to be do great. that in. Yeah. Uh, and oh, it was definitely. so funny because I was looking through the list and there was a shocking... Uh, where do you guess um, is English-speaking country mm-hmm. where the most of them came from? What Most of the attempted ridiculous probably, probably names. Probably the States, right? No. No. That's definitely England? on there. No. Where? Australia and New Zealand. Oi. <laughs> Oi, mate. Okay. I, I will give you I'll give you a teaser. One of them 
was one of the names that was banned, and this is not in the countries I just named, but you can guess which mm-hmm. country it is in. One of the names I remember that was banned, or, or by banned I mean rejected. So someone mm-hmm. you know put it in as a name and it was rejected by the by the government. Uh, Nutella. Oh, that's funny. What country do you think that was in? Where, where, hmm. where, where someone tried to put that in and the, and right. the government said no. Oh, and it's not Australia. Is it Australia or New Zealand? No, no, Zealand? no. It was not one no. of the two I said. It's in- England? No, it's where it comes from. France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Oh, Nutella. <laughs> How are you? Oh, that's great. Why am I doing? I'm doing Italian hands and speaking <laughs> yeah. French. I, don't know I mean, the French use their hands a lot too. I mean, that's, that's a specifically true. Italian movie you're right. doing, but the right. French are very expressive bunch as well. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Yeah. It's is it? I got a quick question before I go on to my shout out. Is mm-hmm. it is it the case in America where you can? Get your name denied? Are there? I don't know. There are there are any some, laws? I, I think there are some American ones that have been denied as well. Okay, I don't remember. I can't think of what there are at the top of my head, but there are definitely some American ones on that list. Okay. Hmm. We'll have to do that in the future. All right, but All right. we're still we're still trying to spread some love, and I have spread one love. One more uh, shout out for um, for a actually a teacher from Houston, Texas. Her name is Shannon Grimm. And so let me give you a little backstory, um, Jared, and also the listeners out there. So the, the headline is, Teacher Surprises Kindergarten Student with Matching Hairstyle. So Priscilla Perez um, got her hair cut short, right? Um, and they're in kindergarten. They're, you know, five, four or five years old. And this girl got her hair cut short. And sadly, the, the little girl got teased by her classmates because of the short haircut you know, they, short they hair is all the rage these days, right? Like, right. These kids don't know what they're. These all exactly. these other kids are not uh, paying attention to uh, That's the fashion true. blogs. That's true. <laughs> um, well, they probably probably don't use uh, use the internet without their parents' permission. I'm sure blogs are. <laughs> I guess that's probably for the best. Yeah. Right, let's keep them ignorant. <laughs> that's, that's true. Anyway, so uh, poor Priscilla was being teased, made fun of. I guess a lot of the the students and even some of her friends started to call her a boy and it really hurt her feelings. And uh, Priscilla says, I would cry because I would think that school wasn't fun um, and she didn't want to attend class. She would try to wear a hat to hide her hair and would refuse to take it off. And uh, so what Grim- and this happened, I guess, the entire school year. And uh, then she decided to take matters into her own hands, the teacher, and she cut her hair just like the student did. And it surprised all the students. And uh, now her classroom has learned a forever lesson, as she said, that you um, should stick up for people and you shouldn't bully them based on their appearance or their hairstyle, I guess. So I think this is just a a touching story of a a teacher going above and beyond to uh, for the well-being of her student. And I think there's a lot of teachers out there who do a lot of these things. And I think they're worth being recognized. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a. Uh, you know, and it's it's interesting to me to hear those, you know, the bullying that you mentioned, because I, I I mean I know bullying s- still happens and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's it has it's probably it's you know just as prevalent if not more with the internet. But um, it's just interesting to hear that those are like the lines that they're using. Like those, I don't know. It's right. just it's like, I, well, I they're five year old children. I guess. I guess kids are also brutal. Yeah, brutal. that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's very true. 
You know, mm. you know, Jared, it, it was time to spread some love, but now uh, I think it might be time for something else. What do you think? Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, you know, the clock doesn't lie. Okay, so let's get started with a check one, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. So mine is uh, kind of an interesting one. It is Necha na Sobech Drivi Stipat, which means uh, he lets others to chop wood on him. <laughs> uh, like he he gets uh, like he like people walk all over him, like he's he's a pushover. Oh, he, you're getting too damn good at this, Jared. Hit that hand horn. You are a pro at this. If, if there was an untranslatable <laughs> trivia, you would be the all-time champion, I well, think. Thanks, buddy. Um, you're good at it, too, by the way. We've had some practice, that's for sure. Um, wait, so g- give me the English one again, because I like that. He li- he lets others... I mean, it sounds kind of choppy. In, <laughs> that's all right. It sounds choppy in English. He lets <laughs> others to chop wood on him. Oh, real choppy. <laughs> um, that, that, that's a, like, um, we have a lot of sort of pushovers, one of them, but there's also something more similar to that one that we have in English that I can't think of. But also there's like people, you allow people to walk all over you. That's another one. Do, do you say, would we say they're, they're like a, like a doormat? That's definitely one too. That's that's kind of the same thing as walk, people walking all over you, right? Just a right. different form of that. Also, also for our listeners out there, I'd like to I'd like to say the phrase one more time because I uh, read it wrong, and I don't want, especially the Czech listeners out there, to be offended by the uh, incorrect reading of it. So it's actually nasobie drivi stipat. There you go. Okay. What did you notice that you did wrong? I'm just curious. Uh, I, I thought I thought the so in Czech you have the hot checks, which are the little arrows above certain letters, right? Mm-hmm. It's over E's and C's, and uh, this bolded font that I have right now, the oh, E gotcha. looked like a C. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry. I, I'm I'm writing I'm writing down a reminder right now, and it's it's distracting me. And You're good. It's mostly distracting all of us. Um, <laughs> Well, while you're writing that reminder, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, you're you're, you're this good is for both of us. Actually, you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, I have to say, man, it's it's really funny. Still, it's still hilarious to see people's reactions when I speak Czech. Uh, what? Uh, oh, people you know, people I know. And like last night when I was at the at the ball and at the after party, I met this really cool guy from Kadan, which is like the neighboring uh, town. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of my students was uh, a little intoxicated, and so his uh, he kept forgetting a lot of English you. words. Oh. <laughs> um, well, well, he did tell me he, I was his favorite teacher. So they're <laughs> your favorite, Jared. Well, I always expect um, that's expected. Your, your favorite, um, but um, yeah. And so he he was forgetting a lot of English words, and I was surprised how many of the random Czech words I knew. Oh, and some like of you it could was still... based on context, but yeah, right. That you could keep up with it. Right. All right. I'm back. You got me back. You got my undivided attention. No more of that uh, nonsense that was happening before. But you will notice what I did uh, if you look. Uh, anyway, you'll notice when you get to it. Aj, uh, my first one is Hindi, and it's Arajal Gagri Shalakat Jaye. And it literally means half filled pots splash more. 
half filled pot splash more. Yeah. Oh, that's a oh man, that's a good. I love all the untranslatables we get that have that that are like good imagery, you know. Yes. Yeah. But, I'm, this, but now this, I'm this, trying to. This sounds very like this is almost sounds like a classic untranslatable uh, with the translation, and I'm sure that translations sweetened up a little bit. Like I'm probably mm-hmm. a little clunkier if you translate it directly, but right. I, but that is a, sure. that is a very nice that is a very nice sounding untranslatable. Mm-hmm. So so it was what was it again? Half filled bowls or pots? Splash more. Yes, there you go. Splash more. Okay. Hmm. I'm huh. I'm not really sure. I mean, because is it? It's probably a bad thing that the pots are splashing more, right? There you go. There you go. You betcha. So, hmm. Is it kind of like glass half empty? No, kind of thing. no. No. We have an huh. untranslatable in English that's kind of similar. Uh, empty vessels make the most noise. Oh, I've never heard that before. Okay, so what it means is, uh, what it's essentially saying is those with little knowledge will show it more. And uh-huh. it is, so I think what okay. they're getting at, like if it's filled to the brim, mm-hmm. something will be taken more carefully and it'll be more calm and you'll hold it. And, uh-huh. uh, but if it's, okay. you'll be a little bit, yeah, yeah. like if it's half filled, you're a little bit less careful and so sure. you're, it's just louder, and so like the the people that are less filled are the sloppiest. That's that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, all like, right, so, uh, us uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we're three quarters full. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we only leak over. It's it's not a full splash. It's just little dribbles just over a little the drip. edge. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So my next one is check as well, and this one is. Hmm. Well, hmm. I have a couple in check. I'm debating which one I want to give you. I'm also, I myself am really, I'm really surprised. I still have check on translatables at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm really surprised. Uh, but here we go. Uh, all right. I so this one is walking up to strangers like, please, right. please. Anglitsky. I need some untranslatables. <laughs> also, exactly. five-star reviews. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this like homeless guy just chilling, <laughs> sitting through like, somehow like use Google Translate. Can you give me an idiom in check, please? I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> um, okay. So this one is, as I said, check, and it's pres to which means um, this train can't be driven across it. Mm. When you translate it literally, this train or a train, sorry, a train can't be driven across it. It's like it's imp- something's impossible. Or a little deeper mm, than that. I, I wouldn't say it's about something. Can you give me any English again? What, what, what was uh, it again? Yeah, yeah. A train can't be driven across it. Oh, it's like you can't come to an agreement? Or it's like you can't try to Con- meet in the middle on yeah, an argument k- kind or something? Of, yeah, basically someone who is uh, stubbornly set in their own opinion. Yeah. So okay. Say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was on, on the right tracks. You were. You were. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> 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 the the uh, Jared and Chad Corny comedy tour coming to a home near you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I have. Uh, how long? Are we? All right, I'm gonna give. I, I have three, but I'll give you only one more. Okay. I'll save. I'll save this other one for another time. 
Um, this one is Portuguese, and it's Acordar com os pés de fora. fora. Let me do that again. Acordar com os pés de fora. Probably just as bad, but that's okay. And it literally means wake up with the feet outside. Hmm. Wake up with is that like waking up on the wrong side of the bed? It is exactly like nice. Okay. And I would I would say it seems like not that you I, you know yours was substance based, but you had a little bit of waking up on the wrong side of the bed this weekend, kind of like I did uh, last weekend. When that we, is uh, true. <laughs> that is true. When last time we convened. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, Jared, uh, I think we should uh, oh, which, get on to way, our main. Mm-hmm. I, I should I, sh- I should translate what waking up on the wrong side of the bed means. That's true. Good call. Good call. Uh, it means waking up in a bad mood or, w- or waking mm-hmm. up and not feeling well, essentially. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, or, or, or just, yeah, in a bad mood. Yeah. Yep. That's what I said. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, you woke up uh, with your feet outside. You know, it's I, I did. a break. That's very, very true. <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, sweet. So shall we move on to our... Uh, main topic, main segment for this episode. Yeah, this you uh you brought this one up, and mm-hmm. um, so I've I you know I figured it came to you as you're someone that um is a you're a guitar player, mm-hmm. and like most, I'd say I'd literally say most you know ninety plus percent guitar players, mm-hmm. you have an appreciation for for some of the you know original blues uh, guitarists that really. Mm-hmm are known to be originators of modern day rock mm-hmm. and um uh and 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 they are are set you know a lot of people there are there are a lot of people in in history that are said to be originators of of a, of a genre and or originators mm-hmm. of a style and a lot of those people and especially in america tend to be black people like absolutely a lot of them and yeah. um I, I guess i'll ask you where does who where does it start? Who does it start with, or where does it start? Do you mean blues music? I mean this origination of 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 just the of 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 black people uh, sort of setting the culture with music like that. Right. Well, oh man, that's a lo- that's a great question. It's a loaded question. I don't think it's a loaded um, question. You you don't. Okay. I have an answer um, in my head. Oh least. good. Okay. Well well let me let me give a stab at it, and then I'd I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, I mean, well, a lot of it starts with, um, you know, different African influences, also influences from the church, gospel music, um, hymnals, also a lot. I mean, blues music starts with um, really a lot of uh, blues was sung, uh, you know, back in the day by, you know, slaves. They were traditional slave songs. And and, um, man, I I hate that term. Is there a better term? No, that's uh, <laughs> there is not. That okay. is though. That's what I was looking for. I was looking to see if you would, if you. And it is a, it is a rough word to say, but I also right. don't want to give it a nicer term because it was. It's that's it, true. Know, it's hundreds of yeah. years of legitimate slavery, right? Uh, so like people try to always downplay it, and to me it sounds even worse. Like it is. It is sort of comes off harsh when you whenever someone hears like slaves, right. but yeah, to me it's sure. almost more insulting. Uh, to hear someone try to downplay it or try to make it friendly, where it's like they were like, That's "Who are you fooling point. here?" It was they were fucking slaves, right? Right. And I think blues, especially, a lot of the the songs and, and lyrics and singing of it is, in 
obviously, you know, I, I can't speak for those people because I was, I was not there, but I feel like music is used in a lot of ways to try to help you get through hard times and difficult situations, emotions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's what a lot of the root, um, roots of the music, where they come from. That is. Well, um, yeah, that's where um, gospel originated was it started off as, um, you know, the um, as I've oddly enough, as I've mentioned before, this is going to sound funny once I say what it is. As I've mentioned before, uh, the uh, slave owners forced Christianity oh, yeah. upon slaves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and so um, the slaves kind of made it, you know, made it their own. And this this gospel, um, it was a mix of using the gospel for um, sort of as a as a technique to coping with the you know mm-hmm. terrible situation they were in, but it was also used as um, a communication technique with you know fellow slaves because obviously slave owners tried to limit just casual conversation that was going on. I would assume, right. Um, and so uh, it was used as a communication. Actually, it was used as a communication to the point that drums were uh, were uh, were banned for at for a point because they were really sort of, I didn't they know were that. integral in in that communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so maybe it was like a um, early form of Morse code or something like that. Right. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. That's really yeah. cool. So like I believe it was in the early 1700s. Uh, okay. Drums were were banned by a lot of slave owners because they found out that. It was mostly used for uh, for communication techniques, right? Um, and so, and, you know, like warning people of stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, so, there's that. And so, that's that's where gospel start. Oh, and another thing about uh, another thing about that is one of the original Amer- Do you know what? What the, these are some fun facts that I found that I thought you would enjoy. Well, I mm-hmm. already told you one of them. That was the drum thing. Right. <laughs> I don't have that many, so I, I need to like tamper your, D- your excitement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just be clear, that was one. That was one. <laughs> don't forget about that one. <laughs> that was a good one, too. You liked it. <laughs> it was. It's really interesting. Uh, one of the, I'd say, um, what I found to be one of the original sort of black American instruments. Do you know what it was? I mean, I want to I wanna say drums. Well, okay, that's true. The, the second, <laughs> Based on what you said. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Second. Uh, uh, second ba- ban- banjo? Yes, there you go. All right. Ba-da-da. Yeah, the uh, the banjo is, uh, you know, first it was called the banja or the bansha. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, be, you know, it, it was originated as an African instrument and uh, continued to be built in America. You know, obviously slaves came from Africa, so be- so they kept it going in, in, um, in America. And which is funny now because it's like a, it's a staple of almost a cliche at this point of like, you know, sort of a hillbilly American country music. Right. Yeah, that's um, true. And it, it all came from African slaves. Right. Huh. That is interesting. And I wonder how that cultural shift happened, because, I mean, we, we all know we all know well and good how how damn racist a lot of white people were back in the day. And sadly, and a lot of them still are today. And, um, you know, like the, the crazy thing is blues music didn't really become super popular in the States until the British came over like, uh, uh Led Zeppelin and, and cream and actually Hendrix got started in England, believe it or not. Right. Um, no, I, we, I remember that because he, yeah. he, well, he started in the U S and no one really gave him the time of the day. He mostly did right. like 
backup for like the Isley brothers and whatnot. Right. And I think um, he played with Little Richard too for a little bit. Yeah, he did a lot of like uh, backup with with some popular sort of pop and and uh, artist of the time. Right. Because uh, I believe he also did work with the Isley Brothers as well, but you he wouldn't did. know because yeah, it was he did. it was literally just you know anyone you know anyone uh, anyone meet you know it's just you know standard sort of chord stuff. Right. But um, yeah, and then we, and then he he moved to England for a bit, and then when then when it was there that he became popular, and then people heard heard about him. While he was, people in America heard about him when he was famous in England, and then he came back and started touring in America. I believe right. that's how it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how it went. We uh, why know, do you think? Why we, was that? We, that's true. We watched we like should a two and a half hour that, documentary. Yeah, that, documentary. that was a long ass oh, documentary. It was great uh, though, wasn't it? That was what, too funny. Why is that? Because he's not the only one that that's happened to. Uh, as you know, he's obviously one of the most popular rock stars, uh, you know, in America. But th- that's happened right. to a lot of American musicians. And a lot like, of black ones too. Is I it mean, just is it just because they're more of like a um, is I, I, my this is my guess and mm-hmm. you're you're more of a, you're more educated on this stuff but this is my guess. I would guess that one you know at this time, it was already well established that um, a lot of black or a lot of, a lot of the famous uh, white musicians were stealing styles and riffs oh, and sure. lyrics from from the popular blues musicians. I think it's because. Maybe part of it was a corporate thing because a lot of this was recording deals and mm-hmm. and giant recording companies. Sure. You know, it was kind of that era. So maybe mm-hmm. it was like, how do we we can't market the black people, and so there's and so when the black people and you know the white people don't want to listen to the black person, they rather listen to Elvis or whoever it is. Right. Um, so maybe when the black people, the black Americans, go mm-hmm. to England, they're seen as exotic and foreigners. Mm-hmm. And so, and so they're a little, and so they're sort of ogled as like, oh wow, look at these, you know, look at these Americans, uh, you know, playing this music that we have never heard of. Where right. the Americans have heard styles of the music that the black people sure. are playing, but the the uh, either the um, the white Americans or the mainstream quote unquote Americans that are into the white musicians either don't realize where those where all that comes from or they do right. realize they just prefer taking it from the white dude rather than the black people. Could, yeah, I think that's a really good theory. I think um and I think the other thing is too is um <clears throat> I think sadly it was really it wasn't the quality of the music, it was it was the race it was racism. You know, right. it, it was, was marketing the black people and people right. wanting to people not wanting to. It's kind of like I think it's kind of similar today Sometimes I get annoyed, and it's starting to it's starting to change a little bit, but like with quote unquote black movies or something like that. Yeah, or like any sort of situation where it's like, I, I, there's this one podcaster I listen to. It's actually I'll just say his name. Who cares? It's Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. He's hilarious. Uh, well, I'm about to say something that annoys me that he does. That's fine. Um, Go for it. He was, uh, you know, he's from the south, and he's kind of in his middle age, and he has a. He's he's very like he's very middle like a you know that age southern view of of race, and mm-hmm. he was talking about wanting to buy this one car, and and he was like a new car by the way this is a brand new mm-hmm. twenty nineteen eighteen whatever was, you know a brand new car whatever year it was mm-hmm. a brand new car and he's like oh I wanted to buy this car but you know uh, I couldn't do it because it was like a black person's car and it was too flashy and I and first of all as a car person I was like this is not a black person's car by the way. Like this what, hasn't been what, a black. What car was it? Was it? A, it was a Lincoln uh, Continental. And what I was gonna say is like this hasn't oh, been a black person's not, car. That's an old person yeah, car. This hasn't been a black person's car since like the seventies, bro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it was still in, it was still just a nice car. It was like, but it was just like it was so funny to me that 
that it was it was so odd to me not funny that he just had like such a like a stereotype of this that it was like keeping him from getting it. and it's like who, right. like what do you think people are like this is all you projecting what people are going to think like n- no one would think right. that much into this and it, right. it just for sure. um and it's sort of that same and i think that's that's the exact same mentality and first of all uh, that's I think it's just as alive today that sort of mentality, but I yeah. think that's the exact same mentality that was happening, you know, back in the. Uh, uh, which is funny when I, sorry, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, which is the exact same mentality that was going on back in the 50s and 60s when they would hear, uh, you know, some you know music from Little Richard or right. or one of your Three King people yeah. that we'll talk about uh, soon, mm-hmm. is that um, they're like, oh well, this is black people's music, you know, and it's like, I, I, you're the only like. You're the only one putting that stigma on it because right. clearly music people is like music. it. Music is music. Right. You know, I mean, really, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter what the color of the skin the person has, where they're from, their religion. I will say, I think that the, the content might matter, right? I mean, I'm not trying to listen to music that's like hateful or, or racist in, in, in itself. Um, but I, I think. So. Is there a lot of know, music like that? Yeah. I mean,. Maybe I'm yeah. just not listening. To it. And there, well, <laughs> here's the other weird thing. <clears throat> when I listen to older older I don't songs, listen to much Ted Nugent, to be honest with you. Um, th- yeah. Well, but see, yeah. Although his music's yeah. not really like that, though. No, is his, it? his music's all it's right. Just, it's just his his what he talks in general. Views. <laughs> Anything yeah, yeah, he yeah. says in general is that. Right. Just <laughs> although although most of his songs are, I mean, they're. Like that it's good like old boy sex, shit. drugs, rock and roll. It's, well, it's really mostly oh, sex. Okay, I've never listened you know. to Ted Nugent. Shit. Like he has a no song idea. called I think it's called Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. I'm pretty sure it's one of his songs. <laughs> oh, or, so or, it's real. Oh, so it's oh. It's I think so I think so. I know that he has. So well, here, dumb. hold up. Let me see here. <laughs> People love him too. Like he's a huge rock star, and like uh, it's. I I've never I've never I I I, I could yeah. Probably, uh, Wang Dang I, Sweet Poon Tang. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the song. I've probably heard like two of his songs, but I couldn't tell you like a um what a Ted Nugent song. Right. And and Cat Scratch Fever, it, that's the most famous one. I've probably I mean, heard it, but I can't I can't place it. Once again, that's that's a that's a oh, I was a talking about like song. a like a Pussycat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh got working you. hard, playing hard is another yeah, so he's got yeah. And anyway, but they're Talk that's the that thing. Half hour of that hyper. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though, about a lot of music from back in the day, and even now. You know, it's a lot of the lyrics can be really kind of a little, a little dirty, a little misogynistic sometimes too. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. but anyways, that's not what our episode's about today. Our episode is about um, black, uh, the black community's contribution to uh, music in the United States, and yes. I have to say, man. Like I said at the top of the show, um, I you know Br- Bruno Mars is a hundred percent right about the fact that um, black music is American music. You know, I meant um, to mention that. I meant mm-hmm. to mention that the fact that you brought up Bruno Mars at the very beginning, because mm-hmm. he's you know I want to do an episode later about cultural appropriation, but we can't talk about this and not bring up cultural appropriation it's almost impossible right but uh you know there's always that argument about where's the line between it where is a cultural appropriation where is it uh, just appreciate oh, cultural appropriation versus appreciation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bruno mars bring gets brought up a lot because he's not black right but he um but he, he's uh, puerto rican okay i i don't know but okay i'll take your word for it but um 
he he very much his style is very much rooted in and and that sort of black you know uh, uh, sort of pop music from the from the '60s and rooted mm-hmm. in and and um and and that sort of style that funky sort of style. But right. he but a lot of people in the black community, I'd say most people in the black community, at least people that are recognized in the music musically recognized and mm-hmm. whose opinion is respected musically, uh, always always stick up for him because they say yeah. that. Um, Bruno Mars constantly is giving the utmost respect to those legends like Michael Jackson or um, mm-hmm. or Little Richard or something like that. All of these sort of originators of of pop in a, in America, and um, and they and they say and, and I think you know I don't have the answer and I don't even like to give an opinion because I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, but like they like you know it's it's hard to 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 spend a lot of time personally getting caught up and or concerned with cultural appropriation because um because because one you can't stop people from because you can't stop people from doing it and two right. a lot of times they generally enjoy the music now i have heard some you know like there are a lot of acu- acoustic covers of hip hop songs that i find mm-hmm. to be abominations oh sure <laughs> sure i'd say just about every acoustic cover of a hip hop song mm-hmm. i find to be an abomination right um but um but like but like the you know where's the line between that I'd say and so it's hard for me to get to get concerned with that but um, yeah it's difficult it's complicated but I think I, I think I can I can appreciate that that people like Bruno Mars and there are other ones I just can't think of right now um, that that at least that the 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 props are given I guess I can but think of long, another how long do, sorry go ahead no how long how long do the props have to be given for like. Like in twenty, excuse me, I'm so I'm so on un, un, hand. I have no control of my hands. Um, <laughs> how long do the props have to be given for? Like at what point? Like in twenty fifty or twenty a hundred? All right, I, I, like uh, <laughs> twenty a hundred. I guess they wouldn't say it like that. Twenty one hundred. Are are they still going to be giving props to like Michael Jackson like that? Maybe by then they'll be giving props to Bruno Mars. Oh jeez. Well, <laughs> probably. You never know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. You know, but will Michael Jackson turn into like a like a Beethoven? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like our right. like our future's Beethoven or something. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. Um, the the thing about uh, artists who do that, I think there's another one that also gives a lot of props where it's due, and that's Eminem. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, but yeah. I, here's the thing. I think and another if, one that's that's mm-hmm. mostly respected. You know, other than random beefs, although most beefs he's had, or the only beef I can think of has been with, uh, yeah, he doesn't have many beefs. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's mostly respected by the um, rap and hip hop community, right? And, and that's think, who that's who I'm going to take take listen to first. You know, people that are in that genre. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted oh, to I'm say. I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I wanted to say. You know, and it, that's the thing. It's kind of the same thing when you talk about racism, right? Um, or sexism or anything. If um, if someone tells you, you know, if you say, I don't know, if you make a joke or a comment or whatever about any any race, and then the person is of that race and they say, you know, that's that's kind of offensive. It's kind of racist. Maybe you shouldn't say it. I think instead of getting getting all defensive, like, well, well, I was just kidding. It, you know, it's like mm-hmm. just listen to them. You know, 
I um I actually I'm I, I'm only I, I'm looking for something. I actually retweeted something just the other day, that is exactly what you are saying right now, and it essentially right. was saying that um I can't I'm my I'm it's going slow so I can just tell you I have a good memory. It was essentially saying that um nothing is racist until uh, oh. It's right there. Remember, nice. nothing is racist until whiteness says so. So it's sort of it's that sort of thing where it's like where it's like that you you know backpedal saying it was just a joke or I didn't mean it that way or it's like oh no that person has good intentions in their heart right where it's like you can't just like you you, you know you're so afraid of it that you can't just listen to what someone's telling you right right which is um, it's uh, no go ahead go ahead um, yeah it's it's just kind of yeah it's kind of interesting but. I'd like to get back on topic because there's so much we can talk yeah, about. I have a lot of questions I want to ask you about this. Great. I want to know. Can, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, go ahead. So, the, well, the first thing I want to just mention is I think some of our listeners out there, especially the non-American listeners, um, when, maybe they aren't sure of what all the genres are when it comes to, you know, quote unquote, black black music. Um, I, That's a good I feel, point. I feel, I feel a little weird saying that term. Should I feel weird saying that term? Yeah, you, you should feel weird. You should, should probably I? call it a uh, Negro music. <laughs> Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Colored, um, color tunes. <laughs> Slipping on gator piss. Um, so, so black music um, is, <laughs> now, is now, it's, now it doesn't sound that bad, does it? It doesn't. Not at all. Not at all. So very good. Thank you, Jared. You're, you're such a great co-host. That's great. Um, so yeah. So black music. So, yeah. Anyways, black music. Well, I understand why it sounds weird, because one, we're just talking about music. First of all. Right. We're, we're literally just talking about the origination of a lot of these genres in America, which is just music. Right. But, but, it, but like, you know, there's so many, you know, there's a large number of famous celebrities in, in all of these genres that you're about to name that I think it's important to say it that way to recognize that. Right. A, a lot of the people that a lot of were these, you know, these genres were based on a lot of music from black people. Exact. I mean, I By would the way, say. I feel, I, 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 I feel like I need to mention. This was Chad's topic idea. I, I, I feel I don't want to make this it is seem also like true. A, yeah, yeah, like I'm coming true. in real militant. Like, bitch. <laughs> this, no, was, this was uh, my idea. <laughs> um, so yeah. So oh, anyways, like anyways, these genres uh, we always get off into such crazy tangents. <laughs> these genres are uh, rock music, jazz music, R and B, which stands for rhythm and blues. Also mm-hmm. blues, reggae music, funk music, doo wop, hip hop, Motown. I'm sure there are more genres as well. Yeah, I mean, there are country. subgenres of all those. Country is what... And here's the thing about country, man. Um, a lot of people don't realize that country music and blues music are basically brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, yeah. It's, I mean it's, and it's, that's why I think it's, it's so funny now that country has been like taken over by white people. And that's mm-hmm, really more of mm-hmm. just a branding thing. Mm-hmm. Not taken over by white people, but I mean, even black people... Are in like other. I'm not saying just what like, but like everyone sort of says like that's sort of like you know hillbilly music or whatever. Where it's right. like it's just sort of like like country's really just turned been turned into blues done by white people. You know, right. this is essentially yeah. what country yeah. is. Where it's yeah. like it's and it's like it's just it's they're twangier. talking about yeah yeah they're talking about their like what they're interested in and right. what 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 affects their life. But it's essentially just right. that's what it's been turned into these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's, it was essentially just like country and blues were kind of the same thing in like the forties fifties and like like I like those those were kind of the same thing. I think some people might disagree with that statement, but I think I think am I wrong? Uh, I think it's up to interpretation. 
I wouldn't say you're I wouldn't say you're wrong, but I mean I mean 40s and 50s country music maybe um, the year maybe I got the uh, I made up years. I'll put it that okay, way. Okay, okay, fair. I would say way earlier absolutely. Okay. But I'd but say think, country originated from blues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, 100% I mean, I'm, correct. The years, I'll admit that I kind of just pulled out of my ass. Okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> I so was I hoping that was years, early enough. <laughs> right. I think you got to go back further. I think you okay. got to go back way further. Okay. Because um, that's the thing. That's the thing people don't realize is these different genres of music have been around for centuries. Right. You know, right. I mean, blues, like some of the first blues recordings, I think were probably in the 19... 20s i know the the let's start with blues so robert johnson probably the most famous um blues artist are they sort of um, looked at these of the originators of of or the first sort of you know big names of these genres well see that's the interesting thing um nowadays yeah for sure but I, i'm I not so sure back then it was uh, really the case well it, i'm sure it wasn't the case in the sense that there were probably i mean you know Music has always been a, a for centuries and centuries and centuries a giant part of cultures. So Absolutely. at the time, in in that time, whether it's the you know the teens or the twenties, there were probably as many celebrities. For example, you know if we look at all of these rappers that we have today, if you mm-hmm. look at all of these tattoo face rappers, not right. all of them are gonna are gonna make it. Some of them we're gonna some of them will be remember like we probably won't remember um, Takashi Six Nine in twenty seventy nine. Versus Kendrick Lamar, you know Kendrick Lamar's, you know, oh, different without leagues. a doubt, oh but, for sure. But but in you know twenty seventy nine or twenty one hundred, both Kendrick Lamar and Takashi Six Nine will probably just be looked at as rappers or hip hop. Like I bet you in that, unless you're like a real sort of connoisseur, mm-hmm. they won't be split up. I don't think. Right. But yeah. I think now, in anyone that has any sort of knowledge of these people, you don't even have to be a big fan of it. But anyone that has any sort of knowledge will put. Uh, Kendrick Lamar on a totally different level than say Takashi Six Nine. Of course, of course, and um, and you it, can do that with blues as well because blues was very regionally based, right? Um, you know, you have Delta blues, so Mississippi blues. Yeah, the world uh, was smaller at the time too. There weren't right. even as many states. Ex- I mean, exactly. That's not true, but well, oh, you're right. Yeah, Hawaii wasn't there, but <laughs> <laughs> there were. Right. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so you have different styles of blues. I mean, then later on, Muddy Waters, Buddy Guy, Howlin' Wolf, they all moved to Chicago, and then that's when like kind of electric blues started with the electric guitar. Blues traditionally was usually just acoustic guitar. Oftentimes in an open tuning, meaning when you would strum all of the strings, it would already be a chord, and then they would play with a slide. And usually, traditionally, it was a, a cut, either a cut-off bottleneck or a pipe. Oh, that they would use that, like hold as a finger. slide. Exactly. Can I ask exactly. you a question? Absolutely. This is, as as you mentioned a second ago, we always tend to go off on tangents. Can keep it going real quick. Uh, <laughs> So you mentioned that they often used to play open, and you mean open chords? Is that what you mean? We're gonna, I, mean, oh, I, mean I need to nerd out for a hot sec because I have good. a question for um, you. Uh, open, yeah, it's an it's an open tuning. So so the the strings would when you played all the strings, it'd be like a G major chord or a D major chord, or okay, an E major chord. Usually, ma- usually major. Because my piano teacher was recommending to me. I we have to do uh you know it's that time where we have to do a new composition. I'm, mm-hmm. I still haven't started because, as I mentioned, I have no time. So right. hopefully I can at least make it seem like I put an effort in before uh, my next lesson. Anyway, um, so she recommended to me la- last lesson that I uh, play around with whole tones. Uh-huh. And I told her that I like the idea of the sound because the, 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 the piece, this is 
usually for kids, but she has all of her students do it, so bear with me. The piece mm-hmm. is about your first pet. <laughs> okay. I've never really had a pet. My sister had birds, but I, I didn't interact with them, and my sister didn't even seem to like them for that matter. Um, and so we, I never really had pets. And so my thought would be to do like sort of like a what if I had pets. Okay. And she and she sort of made me notice that with the whole tones, you can almost make it sound like it's a dream sequence. Uh huh. Um, but I asked her, how do you um, how do you um, harmonize, you know, in, in the bass with whole tones? And she said, you come back, you figure that out, and come back and let me know. And oh, I'm nice. Just, now I'm doing okay. my research right now, and I'm going to have you tell me. Okay. <laughs> do you know the answer to that? I mean. <laughs> I mean, I would just try to pick. I mean, the easy way to do it is pick the the one three five of the the chord or the scale. The, the first note, the third note, and the fifth note, because those are what right. make up the chord, right? Okay. Um, I like the sound of the the sixth note as well. Like on guitar, that we call them a sixth chord because you play the the sixth note in the scale. So, for example, if you were playing something in the key of C. That'd be what? Um, D, A. E, F. Thank you. Um, you got that quick. Good work. Um, I mean, so, I play scales all the time. I'm okay. actively taking lessons. <laughs> right. Um, and see, that's the thing. On guitar, because everything's movable, right. I don't think about the note names as much because you don't have to. Right. Um, and so anyway, so, so I would like to play a, a C with that A note in there, for example. It has a nice okay. ring to it. Yeah. Um, that would be and, a four chord. Uh, I don't if know if, if you play C E G, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. A, I see what you're saying. C E G A. That would be you. sixth chord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so kind of to bring this back to the topic, though. That's that's what you can do with the whole tones. Bring this back to topic with blues music. The cool thing about it that makes it sound bluesy is there's a lot of seventh chords, mm-hmm. um, which gives it kind of just it gives it a bluesy like. When I play a seventh chord, I automatically think of blues usually. And the cool thing about blues is you can play all seventh chords. So, so um, for our listeners out there who aren't as musically inclined, basically, for most types of music, you have a major chord, a minor chord, whatever, different types of chords. And blues, what you can do, uh, you can play all seventh chords and it still sounds like it's in the right key. Mm-hmm. So basically what this, what this means is a lot of guitar music is like E7, um, A7, and B7. The three chords, all you need. And the cool thing about blues is because there's not a lot going on in terms of the chord changes, um, there, you have a lot of freedom in a way to be very expressive because you're not worried about, oh, if I play this note, will it match with the chords? Because the chords are always the same, right? Right. And so uh, I don't remember who said it. It was a famous blues artist, and he said, um, it's really easy to play the blues. It's really hard to play the blues well. Hmm. I gotcha. That would, yeah, that makes sense. I'd agree with that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, it's, um, it's, a, it's, all, it's all a variation off of, at least it, in the sense it's all, you know, I'm simplifying stuff right now, but it's all, all a variation off of a very simple three-chord progression that you're going right. back and forth. And within those three chords... It's up to you how interesting or how much you want to improvise within there. But right. you could also just do, you know, go back and forth between three blocks, three block mm-hmm. chords. Right. And it would, and it would, you could, you know, make a simple blues tune out of that as well. Right. And I have to uh, say, I'm, blues is what I started with on guitar. And it's still probably my favorite type of music if I'm sitting down with someone and I've never played with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let's just sit down and play a blues real quick. 
So is, is that is that why you like it? Is that is that and don't let me put words in your mouth, but is that sort of a personality thing that might draw you to that in the sense that it's very blues is a very you know, for example, I enjoy playing classical music a lot. Mm-hmm. And classical music is, is is something that I like to sit down with and figure out mm-hmm. and, you know, play over sort of the same two measures for 20 minutes or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's not really the style. That's not really how blues works. Blues is more of a communal thing. It's way mm-hmm. easier. It's it's more that jam feeling right. rather than that, that uh, precision feeling even though there's a lot of precision i'm not taking that away but in the style in the form that it's that it's that it's made there right. there's um it's 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 made in a in a, in a more improvisational way uh mm-hmm. is does that does do you enjoy that sort of communal sense where you can just pick up and play with anyone mm-hmm. wherever you are of, of course of course i like i mean that. you've done it in the czech republic now that i think about it i've done it actually i've done it in a few countries i've done it in germany oh, in austria um czech republic obviously the States, but the, the, the thing that, well, first of all, the whole reason why I love blues so much is that's what got me inspired to play the guitar in general. And I think mm-hmm. blues itself, um, really lends itself to the guitar. Um, there's a lot you can do with it, right? I mean, some genres you can, pl- in theory, you can play almost anything on guitar, but, um, because the guitar has its own specific kind of voice or timbre, as we say in music, um, blues just sounds really good with it, especially the right kind of electric guitar or acoustic guitar and a slide. To me, just nothing sounds better. Um, but was, so that would that would make sense. I, you know, we mentioned <clears> that <throat> that country is is just in sort of a offshoot of of blues. Mm-hmm. I think we could also say the same thing about rock music. Yeah, uh-huh. rock, dude, rock music is just sped up blues music. Right. At and, the end and, of the and day, it's, and it's just like people people going. It's essentially it's essentially just going more to like elaborating on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, I, and mm-hmm. go no, ahead. go ahead. You're the professional. I want to hear what you're about to say. Well, uh, so I mean, the nowadays I think rock music has progressed differently than blues, just because it's not stuck within the confines of the the one four five the three chord structure. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the roots of rock, a hundred percent it comes from blues. Um, right. The song well, "Rock and Roll" by Led Zeppelin. Is is that blues <clears throat> progression that we were talking about, and and all of those all of those quote unquote early you know early rock legends, whether it be you know Eric Clapton and Cream or Jimi Hendrix or Led Zeppelin as you mentioned or ACDC mm-hmm. or any of those people, right. just about all of them have openly admitted to and not even admit not even in a bad way, but saying right. that their inspiration came from right. early blue you know early American blues players right. Exactly, and they um, just sort of elaborated on 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 that, and you know, right. And so became I want to give you and the listeners a couple blues artists to check out if you're not in the know with blues music. Okay. Um, so obviously Robert Johnson, I think, is a great starting point um, because that's kind of the 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 roots of blues. And the cool thing about blues too is there's a lot of people that will do covers, and there are a ton of different versions of Robert Johnson songs all over the place. Eric Clapton actually did an entire album. I think it's called Me and Mr. Johnson. And it is him covering all of Robert Johnson's songs. And some of them he does fingerstyle acoustic like they were uh, initially recorded. And some other ones Eric Clapton does um, electrified, which sounds really cool. Um, Then, so Robert Johnson, Elmore James is also a very, very important blues artist. Huge, huge, huge influence on Jimi Hendrix. Um, 
Jimi Hendrix, there was an album put out um, uh, posthumously um, in 2009 called Valleys of Neptune. I know Jared and I have listened to it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And there's a song from the album, and they actually made a really cool music video about it. It's called Bleeding Heart. And that's actually, I'm pretty sure that's an Elmore James tune. Okay. And there are earlier versions, or it might even be in Valleys of Neptune. You can hear Jimi Hendrix saying before he starts to play the guitar lick, um, I'm going to do it like Elmore James there or something like that. And he starts to play it. Because <laughs> Elmore James used a slide, but Jimi Hendrix wasn't playing a slide. He was doing what we call in, in guitar string bends, where you just bend oh, the pitch right. up. But mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. the reason why guitarists do that is it's supposed to kind of mimic right. singing or mimic a slide as well. So um, it mimics it, but it also gives you more variety because you don't have that slide on your hand. So you right. can still do all your, the sort of tech, technical hand stuff. Right, exactly. That's the actual guitar term I just used, it, technical it is. hand stuff. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that, once again, could sound bad in the wrong context, but yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is going to be a, a very homoerotic uh, podcast if you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so um, Robert Johnson, Elmore James... Um, Oh shoot! Now his name. Oh, I picture him. Um, oh, what is his name? Lightning Hopkins. Lightning Hopkins. And that's without the blues. G. And, uh, uh, I don't know if there is the G or not. That's a good question. You said it without the G. That's why. It right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could find it either way. Right. Google's um, pretty good these days. Also, another one is uh, um, they called him Blind Lemon Jefferson. These nicknames are amazing. Yeah. Oh, they're great, aren't they? They're great. And then B.B. Uh, King, the guy who taught B.B. King guitar was his cousin, Buka White. And I'm pretty sure it's spelled B-U-K-K-A. Buka White. And then that leads so, us to, as you mentioned, Jared, our three kings. So are all these... Mm-hmm. All, so Robert Johnson, Elmer James Landing, Hopkins, Blind Man, Blind Lemon, Blind Jefferson, Lemon Jefferson, and, and Bukaki White... Those three were, those three were, um, oh, those names Lord. were all follow-ups or, or, or lead, like, like precursors to these three kings? Well, I think Lightning Hopkins played... Uh, At the same time? L- later, or not oh, later, later, but but later in terms of, played later than Robert Johnson. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. I think he played, I want to say between the, the 50s and 60s onward. Um, so that okay. would have been around the same time as B.B. King, Freddie right. King, and Albert King, who, who, and if you ask any guitar player, they'll, if if they know their stuff or if they know about blues, <laughs> if you say the Three Kings, they'll know exactly who you're talking about. Is that before you jam with someone, it's like, oh, you into the Three Kings? Who? You know, I'm going to get right. out of here. Right, right. <laughs> and then if they start talking about, because in, in Czech, I found out that the Three Wise Men are holy men for, for like Christmas, for the nativity scene. Here yeah. they call them the Three Kings. Oh, uh, Okay. So, so you, you have your get, own nativity scene at your. <laughs> that's that's right, dude. That would be awesome. Like until like these little action with, figures with guitars. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. So, who who would be the Jesus? So you'd have the three kings. So BB King, Albert King, Freddie King. Who you would tell be me, the Jesus? Oh, who would be the Jesus? Who's being born? Yeah, I would say Jimi Hendrix. I was about to say it has to be. I would say Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Because, I mean, Jimi Hendrix has referenced, has referenced all of them before, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so I can imagine them being like, we're passing on our wisdom to you. So. Right. And then, oh, that would be cool. And then they the, died at a similar age, pretty close. Right. And then, and then, his, and then Hendrix's apostles could be all the guys who played alongside him um, and afterwards, too. That oh, would yeah. be a badass nativity scene, well, dude. Who would be the Judas who turned on him? 
Oh, good question. Well, is it that uh that it, that bass player? Or yeah, the maybe. Drummer? Maybe his not the drummer. Band? Not the drummer. Oh, okay. The drummer played with him. I think almost his whole career. Okay, because I, I, sure. I knew one of those players in the like right. one of them. I they, think the bass player him didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that'd probably be the Judas. That or uh, I've heard <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is one of his managers also maybe. Um, oh, I musically, mean that, that's, musically that's the, the Judas for most right. uh, most uh, musicians. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, so then, so yeah, so the progression would be the Three Kings, and the cool thing is they all have different styles. You know, BB. I think BB King is probably the most famous out of all of all three of them. Um, yeah, he's the one I know the best. Right. My, my parents were were you know my dad had some BB King records. Oh, nice. I saw him live in Detroit at the Fox Theater. Oh, nice. Is is he still alive? No, he passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Because okay. I, um, I know he lived. I mean, he was he was he lived a long a good life. Yeah, I think he was eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, that's a good run. There. That's a good run. Yeah. And and so when I saw him play, I think he was eighty three or eighty four. But dude was still killing it. Had a great band behind him. Um, could still really make that guitar sing. Um, was he and, singing hard still? Yeah. And he told some good stories. I mean, dude, if you're a touring musician for that long, you've seen some things, I'm sure. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. But guess who <laughs> opened up for him? Uh, Gary Clark. Oh, that would have been sweet. I don't, I don't know if Gary Clark was that big back then, because this would have been 2000... Oh, man. 2006? 2007? Oh, might have been a little early. Gary Clark might have been in high school. <laughs> R- right. <laughs> uh, who, I don't know. Who was it? Chicago bluesman. Oh, nice, nice. Who who was it? Oh, I think you saying I thought you were saying it was Chicago. No, no, no. <laughs> the band Chicago. I was like, that's no. awesome. It, it uh, was. Oh, no. uh, Buddy Guy. Yes, sir. Oh, Buddy nice. Buddy Guy opened for him, and uh, that. And here's the thing that's crazy about the history of blues music, and especially a lot of Americans who who don't know their history about it. Um, you know, Buddy Guy has been around for forever for mm-hmm. a really really long time and he's still killing it to this day i saw him in prague a few months back and it was an amazing concert absolutely amazing um great showman phenomenal guitar player and it was really funny when he when he performed he was like why didn't you guys why am i first playing here now because it was his right. first time ever in prague yeah, and he's in his 80s right and he's won all sorts of grammys and has all these accolades and he's he's amazing it seems like a really nice guy as well um but anyways he um, plays a lot of licks that, if you're unaware of the history of it, you would think, oh, he's playing Jimi Hendrix licks. But mm-hmm. it's the other way around. Jimi right. Hendrix was a huge love, love buddy guy. And so it's really funny that a lot of people who don't know, you know, the timing of it and everything, uh, buddy guy's older than Hendrix, I'm pretty sure, and, and was pro- oh, for sure. you know, professionally active um, as a musician before Hendrix was. And so... It's really funny when people confuse these. I mean, I guess it's an honest mistake because you just don't know. But right, um, I mean, Jimi Hendrix is one of the most famous, you know, right. rock stars in the world. In the world, right? Exactly. Um, um, but, yeah. One thing mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on, um, you know, one thing I think that has has stayed constant since the beginning of uh, Negro music is <laughs> is, and this is go- going back to the slavery time. Is a lot of it is based in struggle. Mm-hmm. Or challenge, or, or or sort of hardship, and I think that that that's still something that seems to be a requirement, even up to this day, in a lot of a lot of 
quote unquote black music mm-hmm. is uh, you know in hip hop a lot of my favorite hip hop artists for example Odyssey Kendrick Lamar Fonte or Gary Clark Jr. I'm going to call him my favorite but we just mentioned them the other day mm-hmm. a lot of that music is based in their reality and, sure. and and a lot of it you know all these people or even J Cole I'll put in there too have very different upbringings mm-hmm. but you could tell that the music is very true to their upbringing and I think mm-hmm. that for a lot of people. To uh to respect a lot of people at least in the black community to respect this, they need to believe that there's some level of um of of realism that that's mm-hmm. happening like that that people are actually that it's not just some writer writing about like the best you know some good lyrics about hardship that people are actually talking about what they have come from and I think that that's something that is still important to this day and oh, I think I that. Agree. The, you know, the only place where that might be a slight deviation is straight up pop music, you know, top 40 style. Right. But I That's think in true. general that if, if you get, you know, any deeper than just radio hit artists, uh, even like famous, you know, like Kendrick Lamar is not, he's famous, but I wouldn't really call him a radio hit artist. He has songs on the right. radio, but uh, I don't know. I just want to call them, uh, you know. Well, I, th- I, but, um, I don't think he writes to be a radio hit artist either. Right. Right. He has very complete albums. It's, right. It's, it's a sort of it's a little different in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've already talked about. Uh, yeah, I, I meant to ask you this now actually, but how do you feel about um, about the covers? I can still ask you because I didn't really. I mm-hmm. just told you I hate them. <laughs> the, what do you mean covers of hip hop music on like just covers guitar? of yeah just covers of of the music of black people's music where we're you know I guess if it's like I mean it's a little different I guess if it's like a rock you know say it's like mm-hmm. Gary Clark Jr. and it's someone with their with their electric guitar in the room doing it. That's a little different. Right, sure. Well, what do you think of, say, someone with an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. rapping along to uh, Bitches Ain't Shit But Hoes and Tricks? Right. I think I think it usually doesn't, uh, it doesn't lend itself very well. You know, it just, right. it, I think some people can pull it off, but it's, there's very few and far between. I couldn't even tell you really who, who can pull it off. To be well, honest I'm, with you, are you seeking them out? <laughs> no, no, because I would just listen to the original, the exactly. original song. What's the, what's the point? Exactly. Um, but I do like I do. That's the thing I like about blues and jazz music, is that it's I think right. It's it's a, it's a part of the music. It's a part of the culture, and I think it's also a way to kind of pay your dues, pay your homage, respects to those before you. These legends that you've talked about, B- Buddy Guy, BB King, they do it uh, at you know you even mentioned because you've talked about that concert mm-hmm. that he was playing you know some of the other legends' music, and like, I get the sense that it's not just Buddy Guy doing that. BB King would do that, or you know mm-hmm. any 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 of those blues legends would would play other people's stuff. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And not think anything of it. And right. to me, it seems a little odd. Almost like it seemed odd when we were talking about that um, that. Um, the concert? Michael Shipstrom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And how he was, you know, uh, doing his sort of take on on um on a composition. Right. But I think that's what's so cool about music. Concept, it expands, though. it grows. Yeah. Um, puts, you know, people put a new spin on it. And I have as to long, admit, I guess and once again, I guess sorry, I'll, I want you to say that, but once again it all just goes back to giving the credit mm-hmm. and letting yeah. people know where where this Definitely. I you know, quote unquote idea came from or or, or where this comes from. Exactly. A hundred percent. And the, the other thing is too, it's important to mention on this episode, we're really only scratching the surface. You know, oh, I mean, sure. there's, we could, we could have like a 10 hour long podcast on all the, <laughs> all the contributions 
um, that the black community has made to, to music in the United States. I mean, the list goes on and on. We, I think it would be cool to do a more in-depth episode in the future, maybe more specifically about blues or about jazz. Um, might okay. also be interesting to do blues and country together um, and yes. see when those kind of split when a little split. bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it really is nowadays, at least to me, the difference between blues and country is just a branding thing. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I would most definitely agree. Um, yeah. And so I got to say, though, the, the, the thing that I think um, separates... And by the way... Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, the go thing ahead, go that ahead. I think separates um, black music with um, a lot of other like like top 40 hits and like disco or other stuff like that is that... Which was it like the top 40 of the 70s? I think basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or, even, or even like like f- folk music is that a lot of black music, it has this like this swagger to it, funkiness to it, soul to it, that I feel like you, you can't really like pop... Pop artists just, they can't do it, I don't think. You know, it's just not... No, they're, they're relying on, on, on almost like the... Um the accoutrement to to really to to feed in to, to give you the feeling so it's like how the beat changes or or or, or like it like it's more they're sort of more forcing the 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 mood upon or the the vibe on you when and in, in, in these more when it's any sort of any song that's you know the less produced it is the more that there the more you have to, to cover up pure talent right Exactly. And so when you hear something that's le- the less produced is, and you, when it's like this is really good, that's right. because you know that person you know is actually like they're putting their their soul into it, and it's not right. not oh if I put this beat here with this computer that'll that'll cause you know that'll cause this sort of feeling almost mm-hmm. to it like a scientific way of making music. Right. Yeah, it's more analytical for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think the other thing is too, you, you know, you mentioned a lot of uh, black artists write about s- struggles and, and things they're going through. And I think that also makes the music more soulful when it's more personal. You know, if you're writing a song for it to be a pop, a pop hit, um, you're probably maybe you're writing about things that actually happen in your life and you've experienced. Or maybe, you know, I feel like pop music can be very formulaic, you know. Um, yes. Whereas whereas like there's just like, man, like funk music, blues music, jazz music, gospel, it's. It just has this kind of quality to it that it's just different, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know I just put a lot of genres in one in one bucket, but like they all have this different type of swagger to it. You know what I mean? Uh, so how do you, f- I mean, there are, there are, let's, I, I, I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but I'm, I don't want to dis, you know, discount the fact that there are white musicians that, you know, in modern day or, you know, in re- recent history that have been amazing musicians. For example, we've mentioned Eric Clapton. He's of one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think he's, do you, if you compare him to some of his contemporaries, which one of them is Jimi Hendrix? You mm-hmm. know, it's a hard comparison. Right. But uh, do you think, um, do you think, uh, or, or maybe someone that's less, you know, less uh, s- s- canonized or sainted, like uh, mm-hmm. that would be a contemporary. That's a black artist. Would you say that Clapton uh, would, you know, even though Clapton is still considered one of the, you know, rock greats of, mm-hmm. of his time, mm-hmm. that he's missing something to some of his black contemporaries, some of that quote unquote swagger or soul? Yeah, I would say so. Oh, I'm, right. I, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, 
I thought I caught you. <laughs> I mean, well, look, I I love Clapton, and he's an absolutely amazing guitarist. Or, or for example, let me mm-hmm. forget. I don't want to even use Clapton. Let me use someone that's a little more near and dear to your heart. I know you like okay. Clapton, but you know who I'm gonna say? Who you really like? I'm Stevie curious. Ray Vaughan. Oh, uh, yep. I I was wondering if I was wondering if he'd come up today. Um, I mean, because I, we I, I haven't brought him up only because I don't know why I haven't brought him up, but he, he's. I mean, he you know him more than I do. Right. I'm, I'm only a fan of him through you more than anything. Right. I'm the wrong guy to ask, man. He is literally the reason why I first picked up a guitar. I was about to say because he's legitimately one of your favorites of all right, time. Right, and 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 Clapton's just someone you respect. Oh, highly, highly, highly respect. But the the thing about Stevie Ray Vaughan is it's 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 kind of like Eminem in a, in a way, or like Mac Miller, how. He mm-hmm. was really. I thought you were about to say Macklemore. I was like, no, 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 no. Mac <laughs> he Miller. He did not really get that same sort of uh, acceptance as Mac right. Miller or right. uh, but, Eminem. But from from what I've read about Stevie Ray Vaughan, he got full acceptance um, in a lot of these blues clubs that were prim- still primarily black people. Going, right. So going if he were to, clubs. if he were to go to like a, some all black blues club in in Mississippi or something. It, people would people would be just as excited as if for like right. for like BB King or something. For like, example, like I don't That's remember. A bad example, but I don't. You know. I don't remember who it was. Um, it was it was one of the big blues guys, either Albert King or BB King, one of these guys. And uh, I read a quote somewhere. I think it was in uh, maybe a, a biography about him. And and he said, "Yeah, I heard him play, and I thought, damn, this white boy can really play." He's kind of like I don't know if you know who this comedian is, but he's kind of like the Gary Owen of. Uh, of uh, musicians, Gary Owen is a white comedian, but he, and he's very, he's very, you know, he makes makes a very good living, and he and he's you know mostly popular in the black community. And there's I've aren't, never there heard aren't of many. It. Okay, uh, there aren't many. Uh, well, you're not in the black community. No, I'm okay, you're not. Wrong. <laughs> I just I just know a lot about comedy, but no, he's I'm not a big fan of his. And not that not that I have anything bad to say about him, but um, he's just not my thing. But uh, he's very popular in the black community. But he's a uh, one of the few, you know, comedians that's that. That you know, really, his most of his money is made in in black in the black community as far as right. pulling a crowd goes. Okay, yeah, yeah, and see that that's the thing. I think Clapton would be accepted, but Stevie Ray Vaughan just has this this soulfulness. Not that Clapton's not soulful. It's just, I guess, for me, it's more about intensity, maybe. And yeah. with Stevie Ray Vaughan, the way he plays the guitar, you, you can't seems a little bit more genuine. Yeah. Yeah, does Clapton seem like he's a little bit a little bit more imitating? That's a good question. I don't know if imitating is, is that the right is? word. And and maybe Steve Ray Vaughan feels like he's feeling it a little bit more. Feels a little bit more genuine. Maybe could be. But see, I think the thing with Clapton is he. I think Steve Ray Vaughan was a pure bluesman. I wouldn't put Clapton in the same category, because mm. he he's played other stuff. You know, Tears in Heaven. Although it's a sad song, it's not a blues song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a finger style guitar song. Um, I gotcha. You know, cocaine is uh, more really, of a rock song, poppy rock song. Exactly right. Um, but you know, he did a lot with blues as well. A lot of the cream stuff is heavily blues influenced and everything else. But yeah. So, <laughs> any anyways though, um, I was I wanted to ask you though, what are some of the most important artists that you would say that have come from the black community? And this could be any genre, blues, jazz, rock, hip-hop, rap, what, whatever comes to mind. Who, who do you think are some of the most influential? Um, 
I mean, Michael Jackson comes to mind. Sure. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I'm going to think of more modern ones because I, I'm not as well versed on this. But some that come to mind, Prince oh, comes course, to mind. Of course. Um, I would even say Jay Z comes to mind. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a huge Jay Z fan, but uh, like he had a obviously a gigantic influence on hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Trying to think of some other ones. I didn't even I, I didn't spend too much time thinking about that, only because I uh I knew I had you here. <laughs> right, right. That would just rattle off name after name. Right. Um there's I mean, some jazz ones are probably like um like what's that what's that uh Bitches Brood dude? Oh Miles Davis. Miles Davis. I think that's I a mean, great he, record, Bitches Brood. I think I think Miles Davis is a like a um almost like a you know, set the set set the stage for a lot of Modern jazz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. Okay. Instead of me just, right. uh, although I do, I actually, I would, I would like, I meant to ask this before, but I would like to request a quote of the pod that I, I, oh, I, yeah. I have one. Yeah, that's great. And, and so we can do that when we get there. But um, great, wonderful, absolutely. But it's a modern day, <laughs> a modern day. A lyric from a song that just literally oh, that's came awesome. to my head because I when uh, when you brought this up, nice, perfect. My quote wasn't that great, so I'm really glad you have a quote. There we that's go. awesome. So um, I want to just mention a few artists, um, and then I think we should probably move on to our song of the pod. But um, I think one of the biggest that most of our listeners are probably aware of is Stevie Wonder. Yes, I mean Stevie yes. Wonder is the man. Has written and so I, many great songs. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I think he's slightly even underrated. I, I think because okay. he has, I think he's, I, and I say that only because he has so many, like, like his list of of legitimate full on hits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than you can count on your fingers and toes. Right, for sure. <laughs> that like anyone would recognize. Right. However, what I really like, you know, I like all, I like all this stuff. I'm not, I'm, but I, I'm also, I'm, I'm in in my sort of older years, I was shocked to realize how much sort of experimental stuff he has and how much mm-hmm. sort of weird weird stuff that people never really know about. Not that people don't know about, but that doesn't get that same sort of recognition because you can't really play it at a family reunion or at a wedding sure. or something like that. Right. Because uh, like, what's this creepy song that you're playing? Right. So I, I, I respect just his his level of artistry and his, mm-hmm. and his ability to, to, to you know, just uh, try, try stuff. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, so Stevie Wonder, we mentioned Miles Davis. Also, of course, uh, goes without saying. One of my saying, favorite quotes, one of my uh-huh. favorite quotes uh, from a comedy special mm-hmm. is Eddie Murphy said he was driving in a car with Stevie Wonder, and he says, hey, if you, if you really want to impress me, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. There's so many Stevie Wonder blind jokes. Um, that's crazy. Um, also goes without saying, though, Ray Charles. Oh, giant I can't believe I well. didn't. I can't Ray remember Charles. Think of him. Um, and the movie Ray is a great movie, too. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's an intense movie, but it's a great right. movie. That's with Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, he, play, he played the shit out of that character. He did. Yeah, he did. That was an amazing movie. He really looked like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing what they can do. Um, yeah. But yeah, and let me, let me think of a couple more. Um, one of my favorite jazz guys, uh, Herbie Hancock. Kind mm-hmm. of funky, experimental jazz, really good stuff. Yeah, he, he was, wasn't he sort of, he was sort of around around Louis Armstrong time, wasn't he? I think later. 
Or was what, I thinking what? of someone else? There's there's one Trump trumpeter, I can't think of his name, that was around and in, in sort of like a, a contemporary oh, to, yeah. to uh, Louis Armstrong, but he had sort of a different style, and, and there was you're sort of like Team Jacob or Duke, Team Duke Edward I, as far as... Is it Duke Ellington? Is that who is you're that thinking who of? It was? I thought Duke uh, Ellington played saxophone. Mm, he, he might have. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Duke. Uh, sure. I'll look it up. You think of other. Okay. Uh, think of if you have um, any other artists. Good. Uh, Wynton Marsalis. He's a saxophone player. He's fantastic. John Coltrane, for okay. sure, in terms of jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dude. Uh, Thelonious Monk. Also, badass first name. But you're Thelonious right. It is Duke Monk. Ellington. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Thelonious Monk is absolutely fantastic. And you know what's crazy is back when he was performing. You you had like a you had to get like a performer's card or like the special type of thing from like the city in New York, and um, and he and from from what I've read, um, he he was completely clean like he never he didn't really drink he didn't do drugs anything like that. Well, one of his friends who was also a jazz mis- musician, um, I guess asked him like, hey man, like so I don't I don't know the full story, but he was basically like. Um, can can you stash my stuff for me? And he did, and he got caught, and he lost his performer's license or something. Um, so not Wait, only so a great jazz, but a good got drug friend. tested. No, no, no. I think like if the cops found drugs, oh, oh, they oh, can like take if you, away if you your got card into some sort of legal trouble, they would right. take it away. Ex- exactly. I got you. Exactly. I got you. Um, let's see here. Other other important artists. I mean, there's a ton. Um, there's so many of them. I'm trying to think of like more. Oh, dude, James Brown. Oh, of course, James Brown of course. for sure. Yeah, one of the originators of funk and right. Get up and, and get on up. And he had a style that was very unique. And mm-hmm. his, I guess, if you uh, th- that I mentioned him a little bit, but Little Richard was a similar sort of yep. sort of yep. act to uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to James Brown. Very flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of my personal favorites, I mean, I guess, are like. This more of the oldies era, so like I'm a you know what my parents used to listen to a lot was like Marvin Gaye, oh, Al nice. Green, yeah, yeah. Earth Wind and mm-hmm. Fire, um, Teddy Pendergrass, like that sort okay. of stuff was um was very uh, popular. Luther Vandross, Aretha Franklin, yes, Re- Luther Vandross as well, mm-hmm. um, that sort of stuff, yeah. Okay, and one of my favorites that that is not very well known, and I've seen him in concert, and I've met him, is Richie Havens. Okay, I'm not. I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar. So Richie Havens, you're wearing a Woodstock shirt right now, right? That's what that bird is, and uh, Richie Havens opened Woodstock. He's like a folk, a folk guy, has an amazing voice. And dude, when I met him, I shook his hand. His hands were like this, giant hands. They were huge. And so what he does is he plays the guitar kind of angled down like this a little bit, and plays mostly with his thumb, his index finger, and his middle finger like this. Like mm, thumb just because he has over. so much range, or uh, he can like wrap it all the way around. Yeah, he wraps it around, and he he also plays with an open tuning usually. Okay. So it's just you know all you have to do is a major and a minor chord. You just switch. You know that's why you would need your your index finger. You would just need that. You of know. Course. But yeah. So and anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad we're at least on YouTube now, so people can see me doing all these weird hand gestures. But once um, again, that could if 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 they turn off the volume and just saw those hand motions, I, they might not. That's think you're true. Talking about guitar. That's true. Um, but yeah. But yeah. So he's a great one as well, Richie Havens. But now let's move on to my. Unless you have any more. Uh, no, that's good. 
Let's move on to uh, one of my my favorite, to be honest, of the three kings, Freddie King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this song is called Guitar Boogie, and uh, and I sent I sent you the the link to it a while ago, um, and I want to ask you, Jared, what what are your thoughts on Guitar Boogie? Uh, one, I felt like I could hear a lot of the uh, that a lot of Jimi Hendrix and not Jimi Hendrix influence, a lot of where Jimi Hendrix influence comes from. Mm-hmm. And there, like it sounded, and also I like that he's um like he's he's a um, not only is he is he an amazing guitarist obviously, but he's mm-hmm. such a performer. Oh yeah, I like with his face and with sort of his ad libs, he's he's a he's such a performer, and it and and there's no words in it. I don't think it's but instrumental, it's just, but it's just it's it's like. It's so easy to just like roll along with the whole thing. Like it, it always kind of it doesn't surprise me when it ends because it doesn't end abruptly. But it's it's always like oh man, it's coming to an end. Like you can just right. like it's it's almost like you're on a road trip in like the '60s or something, and you're like smoking right? chains. Like you're the Blues <laughs> Brothers or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great song. It's it's got a, it's like a really up tempo. <clears throat> excuse me. Up tempo instrumental, mm-hmm. and if you're a guitar player, you're definitely gonna love this song. But uh, if you need to pick me up in the morning, if you're feeling a little tired, make that your alarm. Yeah, pop this on. I don't think you will ever um, start your day with your feet out of the window if you're listening to this song. <laughs> That's for sure. No, you'll start your day shaking, jumping. You'll jump out of your bed shaking. Right. And what's uh, interesting about him as a guitar player is if you watch the video, sorry, I'm going to nerd out for a minute. If you watch the video, he actually uses a thumb pick. So a thumb pick is, is it, it's like this piece of plastic, you wrap it around your thumb and it comes down like this, right? So what that means is your fingers are free because a regular pick you have to hold like this, right? Well, really uh, like this, but a thumb pick, um, it's different. And I think he might have also used uh, finger picks, which is usually what they use for banjo. Some guitar players mm-hmm. use them. And it's like a hook metal hook that goes down this way um but it gives the guitar the, a different the, the finger, uh, i have, have you tried the they're not for me it feels it, unnatural a, yeah but yeah um, that makes sense yeah but it's it's just fun watching him play and you're right he makes a lot of great guitar faces um mm-hmm. and he is definitely one hell of a performer for sure yeah 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 i've i've you know i've heard of the three kings but i've never really heard much of his music right and he was a huge influence on uh, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and sadly he died fairly young. Um, but they, yeah, yeah I think he was in they, his thirties, wasn't he? Yeah, and they called him the Texas Cannonball because he he was a big dude from Texas. Yeah, and he was he was built literally built like a cannonball. He was yeah. very round. Yeah, but yeah, so check that out on our Twitter, Untranslatable One. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. It is an absolutely fantastic song. We figured we could not um, have a song of the pod and not have it be one of the three kings. So there you go. Of course. All right, Jared. So time for a little check quiz for you. Um, And our next episode, I will start to give you more useful survival phrases because you will be here very soon. Run a countdown. Exactly. That's true. Um, But uh, this one today is still context-related. So the word is... um, Hudebni Nastroya. Hudebni it sound, it sounds like it would be some sort of, some form of a celebratory term. Mm-mm. 
So, it does is sound it, like it, but that's not what it is. Is it Negro music? <laughs> that it, check for Negro music? It, it, it is not. I wonder if they have a phrase. It is not. It means musical instruments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say that again in check. Hudebni nastroya. Okay. Nastroy Would they just say is, nastroya? Is that just instruments? Yeah, yeah that's just instruments. And usually okay. you'll just see nast- nastroya. I can't do the hurrah right. today. Um, <laughs> maybe because I'm too tired. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, I got some interesting jokes for you, Jared. Um, and no, they are not uh, racist jokes. Racially charged. They are not. But these are is just... Is this going to prevent you from running from running for uh, office in a couple of years? It, it is. It is. <laughs> as, as most of the content from our podcast. But yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, Jared, these, these are unrelated to our topic, but um, I didn't have any uh, good jokes last time. So I thought uh, I'd bring some random ones in today. So here you go. Um, all right, one moment here. So, um, okay, did you hear about the magician, or sorry, magician, the mathematician who is afraid of negative numbers? No, I did not. Tell me about him. He will stop at nothing to avoid them. There's something I'm missing here. So the, <laughs> the mathematician is afraid of negative numbers, uh-huh. right? He'll stop at nothing or zero to uh, avoid them, right? I got you. There right? we go. I got you. <laughs> Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Because mm, they're full of themselves and we like to see them get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke makes me cough. Um, no, it's because every play has a cast. Uh, all right, that's pretty good. That's good right. Little, little plan words, words, exactly. Um, and here, here you go. This this one, this one could be viewed as being a little raci- racially charged. Um, Helvetica and Times New Roman walk into a bar. The bartender. What does the bartender tell them, Jared? We don't serve your kind. <laughs> Get out of here. We don't serve your type. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty good uh, alright and the last one I got for you is um, what do you ask someone who uh, spills their scrabble board letters on the road uh, what's that do you have a, a vowel <laughs> no you have <laughs> to ask them what's laugh. the word on the street oh my god that's a bad joke that's that's a Jaius <laughs> right there I'm pretty sure that's definitely a job. I almost, I almost felt mad at myself. Like I, I almost in my head, I was like, "Don't laugh at that." <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's in your head for the majority of the stupid jokes that I tell. If we're being honest. Oh my god. That's uh, too all good. Right. Well, I guess this time I'll close it. I'll, I'll, I'll I, I'm not going to close it out. That's you. But I have uh, the quote of the pod. And this came to me when you brought this up because this is kind of this is kind of a, by J Cole, and this mm-hmm. is off his uh, last album, uh, KOD, I believe. Let me check. Out. I'm, no, I'm not sure, but my, I have my iTunes right here. I can check where it's like real, real quick. Um, so I believe this is, um, yeah. So it's off his last album, fi- uh, uh, which is see. This is I didn't think I was actually going to say all this information. Not okay. So his last good. album was was twenty uh, twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive, and the song is Fire Squad, 
And he has a, I'm just gonna read the whole verse. It's not that long, but I'm gonna okay. read it. Go for it. And it came to me when, when you caught when you and you'll see why when I read it. History repeats itself, and that's just how it goes. Same way that these rap- rappers always bite each other's flows. Same thing that my nigga Elvis did with rock and roll. Justin Timberlake, Eminem, and, Mac- and then Macklemore. When silly niggas argue over who gonna scratch the crown, uh, snatch the crown. Look around, my nigga. White people have snatched the sound. This year, I'll probably go to the award, dap it down, watch Iggy win a Grammy as I try to crack a smile. I'm just playing. And oh, then nice. he keeps going. All true. All. All good jokes be- contain true shit, is what mm-hmm. he says after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was just a commentary on how you know, you know, black people are arguing over um, over who's who's stealing whose sound when it's really like, yeah, but uh, look at all these people profiting off of all of us while we argue right. over these petty things. And didn't Eminem even say that in one of his songs, like um, to to do black music so selfishly? Oh, what song is that? Um, doesn't I'm very matter. curious. Does, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out after. We'll look into it after. Without me, without me, by okay. Eminem. Um, oh, that's early. And, that's yeah, early and, and he and he talks. He references it in the song. He he also references Elvis as well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He he. Well, he'd be a fool. I mean, especially someone that's so good at at like being sort. You know, taking the shot at himself. Mm-hmm. He'd be a fool not to not to reference the fact that he's one of the few white people doing it in the game. Right. And he's right. he's one of the ones that's expertly set up to be good at at talking about that because mm-hmm. he's very okay and good at shitting on himself. Right, and and yeah, and and just to just to kind of wrap wrap our episode up today, um, that's a big part of it is is giving giving the props. Um, I guess also being being able to make fun of yourself isn't really related to it, but no, you don't have to make fun of yourself, right? <laughs> but I think you should give props, like we talked about with Bruno Mars with Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the rock artists in the sixties and seventies also gave props. Not all of them did. Um, some of them did. Um, so I was it's listening very important. to. Mm-hmm. I listened to a, a interview. Uh, Steven Tyler was on Joe Rogan a couple of months ago, uh-huh. and and he was uh, Joe Rogan was asking about you know where his influence comes from, and he just straight up said, I don't know if this is giving props or not, but he just straight up said he wanted to be like like the black artist. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is giving props. I mean, it's better than him saying, you know, I just had this sort of artistic vision and I right. went with it. Right. Exactly. He's like, no, I watched Little Richard or I watched, you know, uh, all these, you know, uh, you know, uh, James Brown and I and I wanted to be like him. Right. Yeah. I mean, and these are and all. Like, I guess that's that's the kind of that's just giving props. Right. And these are all super, uh, super, super talented performers, musicians, artists. Right. Steven Tyler's like one of the biggest rock stars in the world, arguably. Right. Right. Um, all right, so today I wanted to do something a little different for our closing, Jared. Uh, because we've talked about so many artists, before I um, close out our episode, I want to just bounce back and forth. Let's just name a couple artists that we've talked about today um, okay. so our listeners um, can <laughs> easily remember some of them to go back and check out. So I'll let you start. Uh, Prince. Uh, Freddie King. Uh, Robert Johnson. Okay, uh, Duke Ellington, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's a, that's a great one. <clears throat> James Brown, Ray Charles, uh, Stevie Wonder, Little Richard. Um, let's see here. Blind Lemon Jefferson. I love that name. <laughs> uh, Elmore James. Okay. Uh, oh, Herbie Hancock. Yes. All right. I think My- that's good. 
I think okay. that's good. So we've <laughs> we've given our our listeners out there uh, some different the artists. Way, to, yeah. I um when you were giving me those names of the people before the three kings, <coughs> I was writing them down. And as I was writing them down, I'm like, what am I? Why am I? I'm like, I'm not gonna look all these people up. And I, right. and as you said, let's go back and forth. I'm like, oh god, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Class was in session for you today, Jared. That's for sure. There were so those notes have never come in handy so much. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we hope you guys all uh, can check out some of these artists. If you want song recommendations, we're happy to give them to you. Um, you can find yes, us on up. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, uh, Untranslatable One on Twitter, and Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com. Check out Spread our YouTube as well. Uh, you can see uh, Jared's beautiful face and uh, my scraggly beard. So uh, if you like beautiful faces or beards, our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, is the place for you. And we have one other exciting announcement for today, um, and that is that we uh, will be appearing in a very uh, newly released episode for the Expat Cast with Nicole. She's an you amazing betcha. woman. Uh, it's a great podcast. Give it a listen, guys. Spread some love. Show some support. Once again, it's the Expat Cast. It will be out, I believe, on, on Thursday. Is that right, Jared? You betcha. All right, perfect. So check that out, uh, and we're looking forward to hearing from all of you. We hope you enjoy. Thanks a lot. And uh, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya, man. <laughs>